Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am your host, Travis, and joining me this time is the one, the only, Xavier. Yo, what's up? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I know, we've been teasing it, man. We've been saying you're going to be you're gonna be coming back at some point, so... Yeah. You're going to force got you. me down their throats. <laughs> or we no, down their ear holes. All right. And uh, force me down their one? throat. Wait, 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 can we back that up? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, it sounds perfect. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, you like the thought of me? So, what's on the <laughs> what's on the menu this evening, Charles? All right, well, uh, welcome to the uh, what we want to call it this time. Let's call it the War Zone. Yeah, because um, this time we're talking all about the Punisher oh. from the. So you had to name it after his. <laughs> Well, weakest what? Not, I don't know. <laughs> ah, that's debatable. That is debatable. Oh, uh, if only we had a format to debate it. Yeah, like a podcast, maybe. <laughs> so, in this episode, we're going to be talking about all the movies, TV shows, and what is the best version of Frank Castle, aka The Punisher. So, now that Netflix and Marvel have officially severed their ties and canceled The Punisher, and everything else that they're doing for that matter. Uh, I figured now was as good as time as any to talk about the history of all the on-screen versions. Did of... they officially cancel Punisher? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it was kind of a given, you yeah. know, But okay, I didn't know if it was. Officially... It was the most unsurprising surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even, moment. you know, keeping my ear to the ground about that one. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean they even canceled. They even announced Jessica Jones is canceled too, but they're still going to air season three. Yeah, and once they canceled Daredevil officially, all bets were off, and you knew that that was. Oh yeah, right? yeah. Um, I guess this could be news this week. Uh, earlier this week, um, who was it? It wasn't Jeff Johns. It was who else was from Marvel? It wasn't Kevin Feige. Someone from Marvel put out a letter. I think it was Jeff Loeb. He put out a letter saying that thank you for all of our, you know, the fans watching all the series on Netflix. Uh, time has come to end it. I think he teased at the very end that they're not done yet. So, I think the. The big rumor is it's going to be back on uh, Hulu once this whole, once everything's said and done. I think. Uh, can they do that? We'll be can seen. Marvel just literally take everything, just you know, back, pack up their ball and pail and just move to another platform? Does Netflix not own you know any piece of that? Yeah, that came out this week also that Netflix actually didn't have any ownership stakes in anything. Um, they were paying out royalties or they're paying out some kind of license. Oh, it was a licensing fee. And they kept getting mm. bigger and bigger as the seasons are going on. And they're like, well, why are we paying all these fees if we don't have any ownership rights? They're, you building, know, they're paying to build up someone else's brand who is setting up their own house mm-hmm. down the street. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why Netflix canceled it. It wasn't even Marvel who did it. Netflix was the one yeah. who was behind the camera. I can't blame them. And especially now yeah. with Netflix, the last couple of years, they've, since this whole Netflix Marvel thing started, in the meantime, Netflix has been doing their own original stuff, like, more and more aggressively, you know? So, I, to have their own IPs, their own franchises, everything. So, I can't blame them. I mean... Yeah, they're just they're dipping into the superhero stuff. Did you, uh, Umbrella Academy just dropped, like, a week mm-hmm. ago. Have you seen that yet? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm on like the sixth or seventh episode. Yeah, well, we'll save that for another time because I haven't seen yeah. anything. Oh, okay, <laughs> and we're not here to talk about wannabe X Men or the X Men for that matter, or the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about the Punisher. Damn right. So, uh, but before we get into the uh, all the on-screen versions of them, 
uh, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about how we first was were introduced to the Punisher. Um, did you want to go on this first? Like, yeah. what was your introduction to the character? Um, I mean, obviously it was comic books, but I wasn't, you know, I'll admit, I wasn't a huge Punisher. I didn't really buy any Punisher books. Mm-hmm. My friends would, and I would read there. They, you know, they would buy Punisher War Journal and all that kind of stuff. Because to me, like, he was just a guy who was sh- shooting machine guns at something. You know, I yeah. could just watch a movie. I could watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie and get the same thing. Yeah. But a, a book where a guy is spinning webs and swinging from buildings, like, you couldn't see that in a Hollywood movie in the mm-hmm. 80s. <laughs> Back then, you know, that my imagination, you know, Punisher didn't capture my childlike imagination because it was just a dude with machine guns. Yeah. And it was never even that cool because, you know, it, it, it you know, one panel is him shooting, the next panel is just the guy falling over. There wasn't even really blood. You know, the comic book code, it couldn't be ultra-violent. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. The coolest thing about him was this gold logo, I th- to me, anyways. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, it was a cool idea that oh, this guy just kills people. Mm-hmm. Like that was growing up more so than other people. You know, every other hero has this "I will not kill people" code, mm-hmm. the superhero code, and this was the one guy who didn't have it. And I thought that was cool, but at the same time, it's like eh, I didn't want to blow a buck twenty-five on a book. Yeah, they were cheap back then. <laughs> but a guy who was just shooting guns when I could just pop in Commando and watch Arnold just mm-hmm. mow down people because it was like the same thing. Pretty but, much, yeah. Yeah, but friends of mine, one one friend of mine in particular, I hope he listens to this episode. My friend Mike like loved Punisher. That was his guy. My guy was Spidey. Mm-hmm. His dude was Punisher, and you know, all of us had our guy. You know, one of us had Daredevil, one of us had Wolverine, right. and we'd always sit around like, you know, who would win? You know, our guy. And I always felt like, dude. Of course, we all felt the same way. Like, how can you guys even argue? Like, my <laughs> guy would. And his was always just like Punisher would just shoot them all. <laughs> that was always his argument. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, well, Spider-Man can dodge bullets. And and, and, and and we, of course, have those childlike arguments. Mm-hmm. But that was like his only thing. He had no powers. He just had no. guns. <laughs> At least people like Bruce Wayne has like technology and like advanced weaponry and armor and stuff. Where Punisher was just a dude with guns. <laughs> just a dude with guns. It. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe a occasional rocket launcher or some shit like that. Um, yeah, uh, I think for me, for for growing up, I was always introduced to him through like like the friend side of things. Like he was always he would show up, he'd pop up in like other comics. Like one of my first Spider Man comics that I bought, he fought the Punisher oh. in it. You know, it was just one of the things. He always like just showed up randomly in different titles, and that's where I always kind of knew him at knew him from. You know, I knew of him. I just never like you. Like I never bought the actual title of Punisher. He, he just always showed up. <laughs> you never bought Punisher War Journal number six? Um, you know, mm. it's, it's funny that you say that, though, because one of my first what-ifs was it was what if the Punisher killed Daredevil, and it took, oh, yeah. like, a scene from a book, and, like, Punisher's fighting Daredevil and he gets a trank dart gun, and he shoots Daredevil, and that's how it mm. went down in the real book, but in this one, he shoots Daredevil with a trank dart, but Daredevil's, like, so close to a building ledge that he falls over and dies. And after yeah. that, like, every superhero in New York is out for him. Cloak and Dagger is down, particularly Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, Spider-Man shows up at the funeral or at the office, and, and uh, what's his name? Foggy, like, tells mm-hmm. him, like, yeah, he's dead. And Spider-Man's like, he was my friend. As Matt Murdock and his Daredevil, like, Punisher's going to pay. So the whole city's coming down on Punisher because they think he's, like, a hero killer and all that. And I was like, this is a really cool book. And, and the whole time Kingpin's watching it, and he's all amused and shit. But, yeah, that was, again, I think that might have been my first punisher story that i own that i read 
all the time because it had Spider-Man in it, not because I, had, right. I bought it because Spider-Man was in it, not because <laughs> Punisher. But yeah, he was a fringe character, you know. Yeah, stepping in on my heroes' books, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and um, stepping on toes usually. You know, it's funny. I said I never, uh, I never had the or read the the series proper. You know, I never subscribed to it. I never got every single issue or anything. But you know, every once in a while, I would get uh, you know like a bundle thing of comics or whatever from wherever, and they'd have like random titles in there. One of them was I remember it was you had Punisher a, you'd number. Get like a bundle of comics. Yeah, you know, you go out and just get like a, like a loot crate sort of. Yeah, deal? sort of. Yeah, back well, back yeah. I guess back then it wouldn't be loot crate, but it was just. But I mean, like, like a random, like you like didn't know random, what was going to be in it. You're right, right. It was right, like a yeah. really, where yeah. where would you do this? Um, you remember back in the day they in the comics they had like the companies you was they would sell like comics and some of them would have like little grab bags like five dollars, ten dollars, oh, whatever. And no, I never just, ordered those. I yeah. think I was too scared to get uh, something I didn't like. <laughs> um, but one of them I remember It'd be like was nothing but Josie and the Pussycats or some shit like that. Like oh, shit, right? Archie, Archie number twenty. <laughs> Damn it! Um, it was uh, Punisher fifty-seven, and I remember that Ooh. because the com- the cover of it was so freaking cool. It was, um, it had like an outer cover to it. It was like a wraparound, and it was almost like a. Almost like canvas, like in the material, but it was like a brown and black, and it was like a wanted poster. It had like Punisher's picture on there. It says "Wanted Dead or Alive," and on the back it had his his like bio and everything, his fingerprints and everything on it. And you open it up, and it was like a uh, like a photo picture of him, like someone like modeling for Punisher, but it had like bandages <laughs> all over his face. It was it was really cool. I mean, it's a very unique uh, cover, especially for that time. But you still um, have it. Um, maybe, maybe, I don't even know. <laughs> Might be in a uh, box somewhere. Yeah. So, um, but that was that. And then, uh, you know, you had, you had Punisher and then you had Punisher War Journal and then Punisher War Zone, which I did have Punisher War Zone. It was back when, you know, the comic boom from the nineties, there was like gimmick covers for just about everything. And that one was like embossed, like die cut, glossy. It was, had the, it was like, it had Punisher... Um, with like a red background, I'm sure if you saw the picture of it, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it's a pretty popular cover. Is it the one him holding that knife or something, or am I thinking of where it's like he's in shadow? No, he's got a gun. He's like okay. there's bullets going. Over. He's like shooting like crazy. Yeah, um, but that was one I had, and that was a pretty com- that was a pretty popular comic. Um, but that was pretty much it for for me for the for growing up with with Punisher. Yeah, you know what? Even to this day, like even I, I'm still you know a comic reader where I can. Where I can fit it in, he's he's still a fringe character. You know the Civil mm-hmm. War comic, he pops up. He has a little he has a little story arc. He kills some bad guys, and then Captain America kicks his ass. Yeah, and that was cool because it actually shows in that storyline um, his outlook on how you know the pro laws or the registration laws against or the heroes that are for it against it. It was kind of cool to see his like his take on what should be done. So it was kind of neat because he doesn't normally get involved in his big superhero crossovers. You know, he's just yeah. always <laughs> out on the sides. But, but I mean, I remember I was reading Civil War for the first time when he showed up. I was like, well, I wasn't expecting to see him pop yeah. up. Yeah. And there's that great scene where he just mows down a couple bad guys <laughs> and all the heroes are watching. They're all speechless. And he just looks at me. He's like, what? <laughs> 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 like, what would you expect me to do? And then Captain America proceeds to kick his ass. 
Yeah. And he, but he won't fight back against Captain America. He won't even yeah. raise a fist. Yeah. And then, and somebody asked him like, "Why isn't he fighting back?" And Spidey says something like, "You know, he's a soldier, just like, just like mm-hmm. Captain America was. You know, he's probably the Captain America's probably the reason he even went to Vietnam. You know, different war, yeah. but same man." Yeah, and and Captain America overhears that he's like he's nothing like me. This man's a killer, and he's all disgusted with Frank Castle. But I don't know. It was a really it was a really cool, powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think it about was, it, yeah, he's he's an ex soldier just like Captain America, but they're like the yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the whole uh, Punisher kills the Marvel Universe titles that came out. Uh, they like to do that every time to time. They have these little one-off, almost like what-if type stories where now I think the last one was like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, but the first one that came out was Punisher kills the Marvel Universe. It's just a standalone comic. Punisher just goes off and kills everybody. Pretty With much. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> see, but see, that's problematic. Like, how could you kill like, like half the Marvel Universe are impervious <laughs> to bullets? They have bullet immunity. So how could you even kill like 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 Incredible Hulk? You can't kill Incredible Hulk with a machine gun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't read the I didn't read them, but um, <laughs> I know that's a thing. So Punisher kills the humans of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, you can kill Daredevil. You can, you can even kill Spidey with a gun. But you know, Colossus would be like Punisher. seriously. You know, ding. <laughs> You know, you are you serious? Ha ha! I guess that's my Russian. <laughs> um, I will kill you. No, no, I must break you. There you go. Yeah, I think the only other, the only other non-movie or TV show appearance would probably be from the Spider-Man cartoon from the nineties, because he had a he had a nice little couple episodes he was in in there. Yeah, I, I you mentioned that, and I was trying to remember. But did he have like laser gu- like he had guns, mm-hmm. but they weren't like yeah. shooting bullets, you know? They were like no. like GI Joe guns. They were shooting lasers. And I remember <laughs> a kid being like, "Dude, like come on, at least give him like a gun that shoots bullets." Yeah. Yeah, Saturday morning cartoons. What are you going to do? Yeah. Did he like kill Morbius people? Couldn't... Did anybody no. actually die? Of course no. not. Okay. <laughs> It's like Morbius. He couldn't drink blood. He drank plasma. They couldn't. They couldn't say blood. They they had to say plasma. Oh, for real? That sounds about <laughs> right. Just like every time yeah. a villain's like, "I'm going to destroy you." Like, yeah. you're not going to kill me. <laughs> no, because I can't say that word. <laughs> destroy the turtles. Yeah, <laughs> that was a stable. I'm going to annihilate you. They, every other word but kill. God bless. Uh, good times. Yeah. Okay, but that's not why we're here. While we're here is for the uh, Punisher movies and the TV shows, too. So, um, and yes, I'm saying TV shows, plural, because I'm counting season two of Daredevil when we talk about Punisher. Oh, and the Netflix okay. stuff. Well, yeah. we talked about that one at length a little bit. Yeah. About yeah. a year ago. Oh, we did. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. We covered Daredevil season two. Okay, so it'll be like a quick recap. Nothing yeah. too much. Um, okay, but the first thing's first. Uh, the first time we get a live-action Punisher was in 1989. If society won't punish the guilty, he will. He defends the innocent. But if you're guilty, he gives no warning and shows no mercy. Dolph Lundgren. Louis Gossett Jr. Mr. P! 
You didn't catch my segue with the uh, I must break you. I, I was know, doing my Dolph Lundgren thing. No, but I, I forgot that you wanted to cover the cartoon, too. So that was my fault. I jumped yeah. the gun there too early. Hey, dump the gun. Huh? Huh? Gun? Hmm? Punisher huh? uses the gun. That's just, uh, <laughs> Speaking of guns. That's, that's, yeah, that's, hey, whoa. <laughs> seamless, isn't it? <laughs> We're total professionals. Can you believe this isn't scripted? <laughs> yes. Oh, the man. same year we got Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC gave us, you know, DC gave us maybe one of the best comic movies ever made. But Marvel also threw their hat in the ring that same year. Yeah, they tried with the, with the Punisher. Uh, yeah, directed by Mark Goldblatt. Yeah, um, the Mark Goldblatt. Yeah, the Mark Goldblatt. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't have to know what else he's done. Yeah, actually, he's um, he actually has a very extensive career as an editor but not as a director. Mm. Um, if you look up Mark Goldblatt on IMDb, do a uh, search for his editing work. It's like all over the place. Uh, but this was actually his first writing credit also. He went on to write The Rookie, and then also the big ones like Prince of Persia. The Rookie. Now You See Me. Yeah. The the Clint, the Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, yeah. He wrote the, that one. Uh, Charlie Sheen movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Raul yeah. Julia. That one ain't bad. Yeah. What about Prince of Persia? <laughs> The uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost want to do a whole episode. I am oddly obsessed with that movie. It's like G.I. <laughs> Joe Rise of Cobra for me. It fucking sucks, and I watch it every time it comes on TNT. Uh, <laughs> like, if, if it's if Flipper Channels or Prince of Purge is on, I have to stop and watch it. I don't know why. And I hate that movie. I can't turn away. <laughs> but that's my problem. I think it's my but, but you, yeah, but you, yeah, you, you, yeah, like you said, you have you, you watch movies like that, uh, obsessed like, with. Uh... <laughs> anyway, um, so he also did uh, Not, uh, Now You See Me, that movie, and then uh, sequel. He did the sequels to From Dust Till Dawn and Dirty Dancing. So Dirty that's Dancing his... a sequel, like Havana Nights or something, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that's the uh, no. I'm sorry. the The writing was. I'm sorry. I, I back up. I messed that up. Kelly the, the, Smalls. Yeah, no. The writing wasn't from Mark Goldblatt. The writing was Bose Yakin Yakin. Uh, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> so 1989's Punisher. Um, I I didn't see this in the theater. I wanted to. But I was sick that day. Yeah. It, oh, it didn't? <laughs> I was making a joke because I don't remember it being in the theater. <laughs> but I remember watching it like when it was fairly new as a kid. Right. And loving it. Really? I really liked this movie as a kid. Me and my... We would quote this. Uh, to this day, there's still a random line of dialogue. Me and my brother will still literally quote to each other to this day. And it's just a random line when one of the bad guys, you know, they're he just says he has to pee. Uh... I gotta pee. <laughs> wow, that story—that wasn't even a story. <laughs> but um, I remember watching it a bunch as a kid and liking it. Granted, I, I had no frame of reference. I guess outside Batman and maybe mm-hmm. Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah, uh, no bar of superhero movies. Like I said, I wasn't overly familiar with The Punisher, mm-hmm. so I couldn't say like, "Oh, that's not accurate." Where's the skull? Blah 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 blah. 
I did miss this goal. But yeah. I thought it was just as an action movie on its own, a pretty good movie. Had some cool action set pieces. I thought Dolph Lundgren was pretty badass. You know, he was Ivan Drago, and he was he, he was a mm-hmm. he man at that point. So I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. And I and I dug it. Yeah, as and a I, kid, yeah, as a kid, he'd drag you in just from his roles that he we've seen him in before. So he had some star power for us. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, then then fast forward thirty years, and I swear, before we even talked about this episode. I watched it on YouTube. I, I discovered that it happened to be on YouTube <laughs> maybe a month and a half, two months ago or whatever, and I decided to watch it. Yeah. I, maybe it's because the new Punisher season was coming out or something. I mm-hmm. had Punisher on the brain. But I decided to actually sit and watch it. It's, it's on YouTube, and it's a really clean version, too, if, if you're so inclined to check it out. It is, yeah, because you, you, tr- you turned me on to it. I didn't know it was on YouTube either. And when I flipped it on, I, I thought it was going to be some kind of shitty VHS dub, dub a dub of dub type thing. But no, <laughs> it's it's a clear copy. Huh? It's a clean copy. Yeah, it's clean. Um, yeah. And I watched it again. I saw it with fresh eyes 30 years later, and I got to tell you... It's even better. <laughs> no, dude. I it was good. It was still really good. Maybe because uh, I'd seen some other Punishers come and go in that time. I thought mm-hmm. Dolph. I thought Dolph Lundgren was a really good Frank Castle. Hmm. Okay. I thought All his right. accent had come a long way. You know, because he mostly spoke in a in a dead monotone voice, but it kind of worked for the character because he's like dead inside, yeah. and and more so mm-hmm. than almost any other Punishers, you really got this. I mean, this guy has he lives in the sewer, you know. He's <laughs> there's this one random scene. It's such a throwaway scene, but it really captured. It's it's him sitting. He's sitting there looking at a, a really rotten, beat up picture of his kids. You know, it's an old picture, you know, mm-hmm. sort of like Kyle Reese in the future. He's looking at it, and he just puts it away, and he's sitting on, and he realizes he's sitting on a motorcycle, and he goes off to kill people. It's almost like he's sitting there reminding himself why I'm doing what I'm doing, puts mm-hmm. the picture away, and then heads right out to kill people. You know? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's probably what he would be doing if he was, if it was a guy like who was that afflicted with with revenge or what have you. Mm-hmm. He would carry that little picture, and remind himself why he does what he does every day almost. And I was like, that was a really good little moment yeah and i think the other movies try to capture that too but when you're saying something like that where it's like just a small little like a five second thing you know yeah doesn't say anything he doesn't have to do anything he just you see what he sees and it makes all the sense like everything yeah, he no else dialogue does. yeah whatsoever he's not like yeah. don't worry kids i'm gonna get them for you no he doesn't say anything he just looks at it puts it away and drives away to kill kill some people he goes and he's fighting the the, the yakuza in this movie which I dug because, mm-hmm. like, uh, maybe that same year, uh, or well, it was like a year later, he uh, in Showdown Little Tokyo, he's fighting Yakuza <laughs> again. I'm like, man, Dolph Lundgren fucking hates the Yakuza. <laughs> so I was really into that movie at the same time too. So I was like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all up for seeing Dolph Lundgren kill Yakuza. Uh, his look, like I said, he didn't have the skull. Mm-hmm. He mostly just wore like all black, and he, and he had black hair. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I guess he was supposed to always, he was supposed to have like five o'clock shadow. But because Dolph Lundgren's a, 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 he's from Sweden, it almost looks like they just rubbed grease on his cheeks mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. give him the illusion of a five o'clock show. He looked dirty for the most part. He looked dirty. <laughs> yeah, I'll give him that. He looked like he lives in the sewers. Yeah, you know, no kidding. meditating naked with grease all over him in front of a fire. Would you um, be opposed to saying that the way they did the makeup 
um, on the, the his cheeks and under the eyes that's supposed to kind of resemble a skull. Like if you look in the right shadow, that um, is the skull. I didn't think of it. I it definitely gave him like a more emaciated look. Like mm-hmm. he's like yeah, he, definitely you know, yeah. Like I'll he's your... like he's either tired or, or you know he's he's malnourished because he lives in the sewer and doesn't eat you know <laughs> things like that. I I guess the skull is yeah that's the next evolution of it. But it definitely looked like. Like, like I said, it was supposed to be a five o'clock shadow, but it clearly meant to emphasize like his cheekbones yeah. and under yeah. the eye. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't think of of a skull, but yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. there wasn't. Yeah, because there's not a the the skull logo on the on the chest, which is the big. I mean, once the, it's obviously missing from anything you see it, and uh, it's, it's weird that that's not there. Um, I don't know why they didn't put the skull logo on there, but, but he does have what? the. He he has the 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 knives right and yeah. the knives on the little blade handle had the the skull. They gave us the skull in a way. It's like it's like them saying like we know the skull is a thing, you mm-hmm. know, because you know in a way this was one of the more this was kind of a grounded movie too. Oh yeah, it wasn't definitely. that silly? So for for so to have a guy wear a skull, because to be honest, every other incarnation has had the skull, and I've never a hundred percent bought why he does that, mm-hmm. why he wears a gigantic white target. Because that's not that's not a tactical thing to do. <laughs> he wears all black, but he's got this big white target on him. Well, why does why does Batman have a big yellow symbol on his on on his chest? Because it's a target. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, to instill fear in your enemies. That's why. oh, I thought you were talking about that line in Dark Knight Returns where he gets shot in the chest and he's falling because he has Kevlar on <laughs> and he says to himself, "Why do you think I wear a target on my chest? So that's where they'll shoot me, as opposed to my face." Yeah. Same thing. Oh, yeah. oh! I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> oh. It just, it was well, just that if you're trying to be sneaky, because yeah. a lot of times Punisher's, you know, he's hiding in the rafters or he's in the alley. Like he's he's kind of stealthy. Mm-hmm. W- you know, why are you? It's white. <laughs> I mean, granted, comic book Punisher also had like white boots and white gloves. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but uh, looking back, I'm glad they didn't throw the skull in. It would have been too silly. Okay, fair enough. That that's that's fair. But, and this and he was stealthy in that first scene where that like that mob boss gets acquitted and he comes home to party mm. and he like takes like we don't see him you just see like a rope come down and <laughs> yeah like, like he's like a spy or something like he's sneaking through the raft like it shows us he's stealthy and shit yeah so I was like okay that's cool but he's not you know all but he's not uh, beneath just taking a machine gun and just mowing dudes down either true so we got uh, both both of Beth pun- both well the reason I wanted to mention that punishers. was. Um... Um, the reason I wanted to mention that was because um, there's a rumor that he didn't have the skull logo on the shirt because Marvel didn't want to let him use the skull, the skull logo. But after some research, I did find out that Marvel was actually behind the movie, and in fact, they were owned by New Line at the time. So Marvel bit. was owned by New Line. Yeah, Marvel was owned. Because remember, back in the 90s, Marvel was owned. Yeah, they, they sold had, everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So... Um, yeah, so New Line owned them at the time, so they had no stake in the matter anyway. So, anyway, um, I think the movie holds up. I think Dolph Lundgren is a great Frank Castle. You got Louis Gossett Jr., um, the bad guy. Uh, I forget who the actor's name. He was the bad guy, the fugitive. Also, he's cool. The Yakuza lady was oh, I fucking hated her. <laughs> I mean, she was evil, but I, I mean, but that's why I hate her because she was a fucking evil. Like she's yeah. got, like like the crime boss guy. She's got like a knife to his kid's head, mm-hmm. and she's like like dropped the gun, and he's like like 
you know, and then she says, like, put the gun in your mouth. Like, she almost forces the dude to commit suicide. And he even says, like, how do I know you'll let my son go? She goes, you don't. But some chance is better than no chance. Yeah. Put the gun in your mouth. And pull- I'm like, that's fucking evil. And then the kid's trying to look away. And she's like, no, you're going to watch this. Man, what an evil, evil bitch. <laughs> and then she just starts cackling, laughing, like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, she would. She- that was a pretty harsh villain. Yeah, that, that's, that, that's that a straight up villain right there. Yeah, she was evil. Oh, <laughs> like I wanted to punch her in. the Hey, face. real quick, real quick, what do you think of the the opening credits, the intro credits? It reminded me of '66 Batman. Or <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. The Batman movie where the villains are like you know, and then and with like the the different colored lights. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's trying it it's, it's, it's a low so budget weird. film. It has no good effects. It's trying to create like a thing, a theme or a vibe. I don't know what. I just kind of like, oh, I, I, when I saw it was doing this, I remembered it. It was like, oh, okay, I have a couple minutes, and I went to go like put my clothes in the dryer or something. It came back like <laughs> I would just skip watching this. <laughs> I remembered it not being very good, but it was just like the opening sequence, the opening scroll. Yeah, just like random pictures and images, and uh, there's some naked chicks in there too. This is weird. It's it's all over the place, but. Mm. Uh, I don't know, but I mean, what did you did you like the movie? Do you think it held up? Would you recommend it? I, I like it. It's not as I don't think I rank it up there as much as you do, but um, it's not bad. Did you love I mean, it as a kid though? No, not really. Okay. No. Did you watch it as a kid? Uh, probably when I was a, in my in my teens. Yeah, but oh, okay. But at the thing, I, I, I was so like. Probably me knowing me back then, I was like, "Where's the skull at?" I probably couldn't get past the skull. But yeah. I, I mean, Dolph Lund- I was a big fan of Dolph Lundgren, so if I would recommend it just for Dolph Lundgren, just for the sake of watching him play the Punisher, it's definitely worth it just for that. I just wish that he had uh, maybe more of a proper story and structure to go along, and not just be so generic with the way he was playing him. But he didn't have anything to work with. That, that I can think of. Like you're saying, he it's more of a grounded... Like, it's more of... Like, you, you said it yourself. He's more of a grounded portrayal of, of Punisher. And it's kind of hard to kind of be, quote, the Punisher when it's you're not incorporating some of the things that he's known for. Like, he never... Like, sense. he didn't act with anybody. He never had any scenes like, you don't know how hard it is. Or, you know, when I go to bed, I see their face. You know, he didn't get any of those John Bernthal monologues about what it's like being the Punisher, you know? <laughs> and, but that was fine to me. Because I was like, I don't care. Like, I know his story. Well, I know sort of. <laughs> I mean, he had a... Uh... Louis Gossett Jr. I mean, and they had a couple of good scenes. Like, there was what there was. They're in a jail cell or something at one point, and uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is like, "You're sick. You don't. You know, like, uh, you know that, don't you?" And he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not sick." And he says, "Well, what the fuck do you call 125 murders in five years?" And he says, "Work in progress." I mean, come on, man. That's <laughs> a good start. Yeah. <laughs> And there's there's another one liner you have where someone says who sent you and he says Batman or something he says something about Batman yeah he said Batman is that, I, yeah so it is I was like does Batman exist in this world <laughs> does DC Comics exist in this world yeah I, even as a kid my brain was running with that well, just like in Spider Man when Aunt May's like you can't be ever you're not Superman you know ha ha yeah so. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, yeah I, 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 go check it out on YouTube. It's a it's a pretty good movie. It's a little it's from '89. Obviously, it's a little dated, and it's not a huge budget. But uh, I think I think it's a pretty it's a pretty solid action movie. It's serv- serviceable, I would say. Solid, serviceable. Yeah. I still talk to guys sometimes. I ask him if what I'm doing is right or wrong. I'm still waiting for an answer. And until I get one, I'll be out here waiting. Watch. The guilty will be punished. Um, now, a couple couple stats on here. Um, if you're going off of stuff like Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes has it 28% from the critics and 32% from the audience score. Um, it's at 5.7 on IMDb. So, um, one thing I did want to mention about the whole... Re- the release side of this thing, theatrical release, it was actually given a world, worldwide release except for the United States, Sweden, and South Africa for some reason. I don't know. Not in Sweden? Yeah, I know, right? Not even for, in his home country. Oh, I even for a guy like me, that's cool. <laughs> um, it was originally slated for a U.S. release in August of 89, and trailers, um, trailers were created by New World promoting the film. It premiered in Germany and France in October of '89, and it was shown in uh, shown months later at the Los Angeles Comic Con. I guess the, the precursor to San Diego Comic Con. I guess that was in '90, July of 1990. However, the film never actually received a wide theatrical release in the United States due to uh, New World's uh, financial troubles um, and its new owners not having any interest in theatrical distribution. It was actually sold to Live Entertainment, who's now Lionsgate. Um, and they just did a direct-to-video release on VHS and Laserdisc. <laughs> that, that was in some 91. They just so. did that? What? You said they just released it on VHS and Laserdisc. Oh, back then. They, <laughs> back then. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, back in 91 they released it. <laughs> Okay, you're reading it, but I mean, you're like, they yeah. just did that. I was like, wow. <laughs> a little late to the party, but okay. Just as in they didn't do it on uh, the, in the theaters. Oh, they, oh, it's, instead of they just released, okay, I thought you meant like they just did that. Yeah. <laughs> Your inflection was weird. Um, Sorry. Okay, yeah. so, so that was, that was 1989's The Punisher. Yep. Fast forward... Another ten years, still no comic book movies. Nope. Maybe a couple shitty Batman's, Batman mm-hmm. Forever, Batman whatever. And then you know, two thousand we get X Men, two thousand two we get Spider Man, two thousand we get Hulk, and then we're we're in this new kick of uh, of superhero a renaissance, the, it's a, a renaissance resurgence, of, uh, yeah. renaissance. And you know, Marvel properties at least before they became Marvel Studios, Marvel characters were getting churned out. Mm-hmm. To not great result. Like I said, we got Daredevil mm-hmm. and Angley's Hulk mm-hmm. and Ghost Rider, you know. And among them, they they took another shot at making Punisher. Yeah, in two thousand four. And it it was again. It was also called The Punisher, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. with yeah. starring Thomas Jane as the Punisher. Yeah, and John Travolta as Howard Saint, a, mm-hmm. a character we all know from. Nothing, right? I don't think he was. 
<laughs> he's just a guy. I was like, I saw that. I was like, I'm sure he's a guy from the comics. <laughs> Is he? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming he's. I, mean, I just I'm, said I'm not a. I'm not a big. I didn't really read Punisher books. Maybe, maybe he was. Maybe the name Howard yeah. Saint. I mean, that's a good. That's a good name. Sounds like a comic book character. Yeah, he's. he's yeah, I take. I would if you told me he was a villain from the comics. I'd be like, okay, sure, I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably believe it just just on the strength of that name. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm wrong. The future was something my family would never see. No! They thought they murdered me. They were wrong. They were dead wrong. They can't kill me. I'm already dead. Thomas Jane, John Travolta. This is not revenge. It's punishment. Okay, 2004's Punisher. Um, <laughs> what'd you think of this one? Did you see this one in the theaters? I did. I did see it in the theater. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Do what? I, that's what made it fun because I saw it with like a, a bunch of like like eight of us. Like we mm-hmm. were, it was like a weekday we or a weekend and we all went, and they, none of none of them were really like comic book people, so we were sort of mocking it the whole time. We were laughing and. Mm-hmm. I remember my friend right next to me, like when the, when that dude, the the gigantic guy, your boy, what's it, uh, the guy in the red oh, stripe, Nash, super shredder, yeah, super yeah. <laughs> when he showed up, wearing like he looked like a sailor or something, like a pirate, yeah, with that red, yeah. like we just, I just remember going, like, what the <laughs> hell was this guy wearing? He looks silly. He looks like a pirate or something. I just remember just laughing at that, and we were just goofing on it. Uh, it was this one was harder to take seriously. This one seemed less grounded. Yeah, I, I wanted to mention or talk about that about the the tone of this movie is really odd. Like, is it is it trying to be a drama or an action or a comedy? Like, and I and I go to that Russian fight scene in particular. Um, that is, they pull well, it straight from the comics during the action sequence. Yeah, they're playing <laughs> opera, so that right there, it's it's already you know what kind of you don't know what they're going for. Yeah, um, this movie can't decide what it wants to be. Um, I remember another scene where we just, like, w- nobody in the theater was really laughing, but we were probably because we were just a big group and we, you know, we were, we had just come from the beach. We were we were all still drinking and shit. But when um when when Johnny Cash or whatever walks into the <laughs> diner and just pulls out a guitar and just starts playing, and we just like we were trying not to laugh. Like like is are, is this supposed to be funny? Or is it? Or is, are we supposed? Like I didn't get what they were going for because we were laughing. But I don't think that's what they were going for. Yeah, and plus, it's, that that particular scene was so random. It was so out we don't of left this... field. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing a song, and he's got like nail his his finger fail his fingernails are painted, <laughs> and you're like, what is this guy doing? Um, and he looked like he was really channeling Johnny Cash. Um, yeah. Heck, what was his name? Howard Heck or something? Something Heck? I don't know. I have no idea. There's... I, oh. I just remember always calling him like Johnny Cash. I just remember calling him that. Do you, do you what, who's that actor? Do you know who that actor was that played him? The Johnny Cash guy? Yeah. I have no idea. I've never oh, seen really? him. Okay. Is he somebody? Never okay. seen him. I don't. I, I don't know. I, that's I have a feeling me. he was he was cast more for his ability to sing, because mm. he dies like literally five minutes later. 
So I can't yeah. imagine like he needed to act as much as he he sang in the movie more than he acted. Yeah, because so. they had a little chase scene after that, and he, yeah, and then he gets killed like that. He has like yeah. one line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but he he tries to shoot up Frank's car, but thank God we got that little montage of Frank installing these solid steel <laughs> metal windows and metal shutters. You think that's gonna come in handy later? Gee, I don't know. But like, like right yeah. from the get go, when we meet, when we first meet Frank Castle, he's like, he's deep cover. He's a special agent, and he walks out in like, like a white Miami Vice suit and 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 and, and sandals, and he's got like this blonde wig on, and he's speaking mm-hmm. in this Euro trash accent, mm-hmm. and he's conducting like a sale of guns. He's like, I want the money, Lebowski, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not Frank Castle. Everything about that I just described, none of that is Frank Castle, and that's how you introduce mm. me. So this movie kind of lost me from the get-go. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, that was, uh, I was, I want to say I was surprised that they kind of changed up so much of that. Because um, in this one, he's, uh, was it DEA or something like that? He was kind of, he worked for the, he wasn't a police officer, but he... I think he was like a fed. Yeah, yeah. So it was just weird. Um I think they showed like a flashback. He did. did he have like military training also? He was in there's the a there's one shot where there's like a, a. I think when when um when John Travolta gets the dossier on him and it's a folder, there's oh, like a shot right. of him, yeah. you know, in like camo with dog tags. Like clearly he's in a jungle. Like it's your stereotypical military shot yeah. that's in his file. So that that's literally like all we got to show. He was at once a soldier, and he got out and and it became a fed of some sort. Yeah. So. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you know what? I bet you'll love this movie because, like, early in the movie, we get the skull. They give us the skull. Yeah. <laughs> his little his son gives him a t-shirt with the skull on it. So there's your. Are you fucking happy? You got your skull. Yes, motherfucker. I'm happy. I got the skull. <laughs> it was so dumb. He's yeah, like, I know. This, this guy in town gave me this shirt. It's supposed to ward off evil spirits. Like, did you need that excuse? Can it just be like? Hey, Dad, I got this really cool shirt. Oh, that's cool, son. And then he wears it because it reminds him of his son or something. Like, that would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to give a line to his son, too. That's why. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, yeah, this movie. Uh, you said this one uh, commits a few sins for you, right? So do you? is there more things besides what we just talked about that uh, is... Um, okay, well, I was I was actually about to jump into something positive, but you know what? You want okay. one more sin? Here's, sure. Well, which one do you want? A sin or a plus or minus? Oh, um, a minus. A minus? Okay. So this Punisher, <laughs> we were just talking about how... Uh, let me jump ahead of my notes. So we talked about how uh, Dolph Lundgren lives in the sewers because yeah. he's the Punisher. He lives off the grid. Right. This Punisher like lives in an apartment. And granted, it's not mm-hmm. like the best apartment ever, but it's still an apartment. Like, did he sign a lease agreement? Did he, did he, you know, <laughs> go to apartmentfinder.com? Like he's signed up to live there and he's got fucking neighbors. He's got yeah. wacky neighbors that live down the hall yeah. who knock on his door and invite him. Like he's, there's this whole subplot of his wacky neighbors. <laughs> um, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like he's a fugitive. He's hiding out. How does he know? Like, 
uh, Ben Foster, Re Rebecca May, how did we know none of them might, uh, you know, report him or, or sell him to the press for, for a quick buck or something or sell him to the bad guys if they happen to know somebody's a bad, you know? Basically, yeah. he, he's, he's putting himself out there. And he's yeah. not hard to find. You know how? Because the bad guys find him, and they go to his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he lived in the sewers, you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> so so this Punisher, yeah, signed a lease agreement or something. <laughs> and this apartment has, like, an underground floor, a secret a yeah. secret little mini bat cave underneath the floor in this shitty apartment. How does that work? Uh, and he rigs it up with like you know grenades under the sink and and, and secret guns that flip out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this Punisher had an apartment. Yeah, and I, I want to touch on that real quick because that was taken uh, from a story called uh, "Welcome Back, Frank," uh, which this movie is based. I mean, this movie takes a lot of inspiration from that, obviously, and also uh, Punisher Year One story, which if you didn't know. Um, there's a subtle year one license plate on his car, which uh, was kind of weird. But um, yeah, a lot of those comic book aspects, it, I think it, it, I think it hampered the tone of this movie more than anything. Like you're saying, him, him him having neighbors, you know, lovable losers, I guess, um, and the Russian fight scene, all this stuff is just kind of weird. It takes away from anything else that you're trying to go for. I don't know, but it's just a very confusing movie <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff you know what there okay uh i got a whole lot more bad things okay here's one positive thing that i remember <laughs> thinking when i saw it in the theaters i was like oh okay okay he, so he goes to his to a right after he gets out of, uh, of he retires he's officially he's like i'm done yeah putting my life in danger i'm going to dedicate the rest of my life to my wife and kid and 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 my family you know it's all about family so he goes to this family reunion in Puerto Rico or something like that, mm -hmm. and and that's when the bad guys decide. So so this Punisher didn't just lose his wife and kids. This Punisher lost his dad. He lost his mom. And this guy's out for vengeance because you killed my favorite second cousin. That's what this Punisher is all about, <laughs> man. I th I was like, that's pretty fucking rowdy that they killed. They went to his family reunion and literally wiped the ca every castle off the face of the earth. I remember yeah. thinking that that was like that kicked it up a notch. That was it pretty did, rowdy. yeah, and and again that goes that goes back to what I'm saying is as far as the tone of this movie, that like, is pretty dark. I mean, like wiping out your whole bloodline as opposed to you know just your wife and your kids, which begs the question. Everybody, else, you know, all these other iterations, you know, where's his, where is his emotional support from the rest of his family? They didn't get killed, <laughs> you know. It's kind of like you know, it's maybe that he just didn't. Oh, sh uh. They all killed themselves <laughs> because <laughs> the loss of of their daughter. That's suicide. You know, yeah, <laughs> they all they all killed themselves when his family died because they don't have the military training to to to, to handle. Vengeance. Yeah, to handle. Yeah. Oh, oh. But yeah, but of course, his whole family dies. But his wife and his son get away just long enough to die separately so they can run down the pier mm -hmm. in a straight line Prometheus style and then just get run over. <laughs> the, yeah. That was pretty... Uh, what was her name? Samantha Mathis played well, his wife. 
Well, what do you think about? That? Okay, so let's talk about. There's, there's in all these different iterations, like his family dies different. Like in the '89 movie, it was a car bomb. Like, because um, yeah. he was a cop in that one. I didn't, we didn't talk about, it, but he was actually a police officer in the in the '89 movie before all this shit happened. And there was yeah. a car bomb that the, his wife and kid went into, or his daughters went into. Anyway, that was meant for him. Whatever. So in this one, it's like a obviously mafia hit on this whole goddamn family. And then I think later on, it was just, um, I think the comic side of things, if you go source material, I think it's like him and his wife go and his, take their kids out to like a park or something. Yeah, they're having like and, a picnic or something, right? Yeah, that, traditionally, that's what it is. I yeah. Think, and, and they get wiped out by And they just uh, happen to like driver. witness a crime. Yeah, that's and, what it was, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then so like, oh, you know, hear no evil, see no evil. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so this one, yeah, like you're saying, I think this one like amps up the, the um, his his reasoning for all this. Like these these you know this crim these criminals just took out literally my whole family. Yeah. yeah. But once again, whereas the Punisher, Dolph Lundgren Punisher, and more in the books, we spend all the time with him just wreaking vengeance on crime in general. Whereas this movie, mm. Punisher, spends the whole movie wreaking havoc against... It's a revenge specifically for the people right. who killed his family. You Correct. know, this, this Punisher is basically like the crow if he didn't die. Like, he's out to get revenge on the people who killed his family. Whereas the other Punishers are just... I'm just out to kill anybody evil or anybody bad or anybody who sells drugs or anybody... You know, just crime in general. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy is a much... He's much more focused. And the movie ends thinking like, you know... You know, what are you gonna do? Like, I have work to do. Just check check the newspaper. In what section? The obituaries. Like, what do you mean what section? <laughs> um, yeah, it's supposed to set up that like now he's on his mission. So I guess this is what you called Punisher Year One. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Those who do evil to others, the killers, the rapists, psychos, sadists. You'll come to know me well. Frank Castle is dead. Call me the Punisher. A uh, couple of things I fucking hate about this <laughs> um, The blowtorch popsicle scene. No, oh, my God. There. You're I'm not, I'm, yeah. okay. okay, I'm not. Well, what, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's just such a dumb scene. Like, come on. <laughs> you, you said, okay, because, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, undercover uh, drug aid, you know, the start of this movie where he's, you know, doing the drug bust. That's not Frank Castle. This scene right here, to me, isn't Frank Castle. Like, playing mind games with them, uh, with the popsicle and the, the blow, doing the blowtorch. He would have just straight up used so... the blowtorch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's going a on? a good popsicle. <laughs> um, oh, and also, uh, yeah, you, unless you wanted to say anything else about that one particular scene, there was something else I wanted to say. Something. Um, was, he announced his return to Howard Stane. Like, he drug his tombstone out from it's like yeah i mean okay yeah that's unlike him yay you just lost a tactical advantage he thought Mm -hmm. you were dead b he not even just announces it like literally to howard stern uh saint by dragging his tombstone he shows up on like the the steps of city hall with Mm -hmm. all these reporters and these detectives like he literally announces to the whole world that he's still like like why'd you do that also, oh, that remi- that reminds me. That reminds me. There was a big uh, red flag I had to call out on this one. Was 
um, the, they showed a, a clip of the when the when Howard Saint and all of them find out that Frank Castle s- survived. He found out because of a newspaper, and the newspaper which had it all, and um, it had even listed like Frank Castle died and all this other stuff. But I was thinking, how did the newspaper say that Frank Castle got killed in that whole ambush scene whenever Frank wasn't even there? Like he got. Remember, he was on the he was on the pier, and the explosion yeah, set um, him off. And that um, one dude found him. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, that doesn't add. I was gonna say maybe they just assumed. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. How do they report him dead? Because he was just missing in the. And he was, yeah, okay. he came. So, he came yeah, out so, later. Yeah. So after the whole family, like, he gets shot to shit. He gets shot in the leg, and so he he spends like five months, I think they say convalescing hmm. when he's living on the island with that black dude or something and you yeah. know so he shows up back and when he picks up you know the sandy shirt with the skull <laughs> on it and everything and he's got this big old depression beard and everything he's all <laughs> he's been convalescing he's been working out of shape and everything for five months with a fucking six pack I hate this thing <laughs> in Hollywood where these these guys are trying to be like all I'm depressed or I'm a heavy drinker but I'm my I'm, I'm fucking ripped. Did yeah. you see the Meg where Jason Statham's been like I'm gonna I'm I live in Thailand and all I do is drink all day and he fucking looks like Jason Statham. <laughs> or did you uh, t- uh, fucking what was the uh, the passengers with Chris Pratt where he's on the spaceship for like a year and he's so depressed and he's growing this big misery beard but he's still fucking built like guardians of the galaxy chris pratt i'm so like i'm so sick of these built you know i'm depressed and i drink all the time i don't look like jason statham so what the even fuck? uh <laughs> even uh meet the parents ben stiller he wasn't even a drunk and he took had to take a shirt off and he's he's supposed to be an average dude and he's got like a six-pack <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway. uh, so there's that okay but but, but sort of back to that uh, popsicle scene we were talking about the Punisher playing mind games. Mm-hmm. This whole fucking movie, the Punisher, mm-hmm. he's just playing mind games with 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 mm-hmm. uh, John Travolta. He's fucking basically he's just gaslighting him the whole movie. He's planning earrings. He's planning fake parking tickets. Mm-hmm. He's dragging a, a a gym bag with a fucking fire hydrant so he can <laughs> put it there and sneak cars away. You know? He's doing all this shit to to fuck with him. Yeah. When the yeah. Punisher doesn't do that, the Punisher doesn't gaslight you. He just shoots you. So, seriously. Um, he, I think in one of my very... notes on here, I have, like, the, uh, like the, he doesn't start punishing until, like, an hour and 45 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes into this thing when he's yeah. the final. That's it. Like it's... I think I literally wrote down the time down. I, like, I hit the display button on the DVD. <laughs> I was like, how far are we in this movie before he puts on the skull and just decides to shoot people? Um, yeah, it's like an hour and forty-five minutes somewhere. In there. But he hasn't lost his flair for the theatricality because before he goes to shoot people, he he goes into a parking lot and rigs oh my all God. these cars with bombs. But he rigs them <sighs> just a specific way so that when they blow up, unless you're fucking in a helicopter, you won't know <laughs> that they look like a skull when they're on fire. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. that was the dumbest. Oh. Well, here's the thing about that. Uh, I was going to mention that, but I'll, I'll just add on to what you just said. Um, th- this movie was unfortunately made during the time when it was mandatory to have your hero's logo like pop up in flames at some point. 
Like it happens here. Uh, wait, 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 they do wait, it in I, I got what I want. They do oh, it in Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. Uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises for some reason. Um, yeah, it's like well that happened later on, but still, the, but the point remains. It's it happens a lot in in superhero movies at a certain time. So I don't know. It's just I'm sure there's I, I'm sure it happened more than what I'm just said, but I'm, I dug when the crow did it. Yeah, it made no sense because nobody was around. It was like Brandon Lee just does it so you can look at it and be like cool. But uh, but that movie's cool, so I can't yeah I can't yeah I can't fault it. <laughs> and then the Daredevil one was stupid because when he does it and it lights up and then Joe P- Joey Pants is looking at it, he's like yeah, and they show it reflected in his glasses. <laughs> but it was reflected in his glasses. It should have looked reversed, right? Yeah. But it doesn't. So so I guess the laws of physics cease to exist on Joey Pantoliano's glasses. Uh. That was the one flaw in that whole movie. You just pointed out. Um, so. Now, another fucking thing about Daredevil, man. Okay, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not ripping out of that one. I'm ripping it. Not yet, anyway. not yet, anyways. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, going back to what you were saying, let me let me just, again, piggyback what you just said about um, him just kind of fucking with everybody. Like, he's so methodical in this movie. Like, he even, to the point where he's he's talking to Howard Stane at the very end, he says, I made you kill your best friend. I made you kill your wife. As he's throwing the earrings at him, he's throwing these pictures of his, <laughs> of his friend at him. Like, he's... He didn't. He's almost like Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Like he doesn't like kill anybody directly. He just like makes people kill other people. Oh, <laughs> like like he doesn't. He's not a up to a certain point. He's not a murderer. Like he's just he's just like putting things in in certain directions and like he just makes people kill other people. I don't know. It's just not Punisher. It was not Punisher. I mean he. I mean he killed Howard Saint directly, but. I mean, the the henchman guy who like sort of goes one eighty and, and works for him even says like he Howard Saint killed your family because of the wife. Shouldn't like the Punisher should have just gone right up to the wife and shot her in the head. Yeah, but instead he focused it all on on John Travolta. Like it, really, the wife should have been the focus of his attention, not John Travolta. Yeah, because it was the wife's doing. You know, his family, his whole family. Like she's the one. Mm-hmm. Who basically put the contract on his whole family's life? He should have wanted to kill her, but but she but she didn't star in Saturday Night Fever, so nobody cares about her. <laughs> also, you know, did you realize this movie was rated R? I believe it. Well, I didn't get that. I didn't know that until like halfway through. All of a sudden, I see some titties. I was like, "What titties? Wait, what is this rated?" And I grabbed it. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is rated R." <laughs> That's probably why it's rated R. But I mean, like, like they could have easily not had a woman showing that, like, because it's like you know, because the bad guy owns like a club or something, mm-hmm. so there's like women there. But that scene was totally unnecessary. Like, you could have gotten a PG thirteen for this movie easy. Oh yeah. yeah, there was no excessive cussing. There was no excessive violence or blood. Past you know beyond PG thirteen. Uh, other than like, I could probably count the f words on one hand. And a few bare-chested women. This movie didn't need an R rating, Mm-mm. so you were kind of alienating, you know, a potential audience, potential ticket ticket uh, buyers. And it's almost made for PG thirteen when you take into account the the roommates, the roommate storyline stuff. You know, that's yeah. that streams PG thirteen. You know, yeah. That's not... <laughs> uh, what did did you like any of that roommate stuff? We sort of glossed over it for being ridiculous, but. It's a good chunk of the movie. Did did any of that grab you? Uh, I didn't mind it. I mean, it's not 
what I want in a Punisher movie, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're serviceable. They do what they need to do, I guess. Um, um, I think Ben Foster is a way better actor for this. Uh, but he was the one with all the piercings and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, Spectre Ben Foster, he's, he's really one of the best actors we have working today. He really is. Uh, he was better than this. Uh, Rebecca Romaine, she was surprisingly good. Yeah. For for just a model, um, and this was one of her early acting gigs. Uh, well, by this pretty, point, she was already Mystique, I think. Um, uh, yeah. But she literally had, like, one line in, in X-Men. Yeah, fair enough. And one, I mean, they, they cast her because she, she looked sexy with body paint on now because she was an actress true okay yeah yeah, okay yeah when you yeah okay (laughs) yeah when you look at it like that yeah this was her first like act like uh, like an actual acting yeah acting and uh (laughs) i I thought she i thought she did a pretty good job i bought it you know when her when her drunk boyfriend's banging she she looked like she was scared she looked like she you know i don't know i bought it uh, I think she was a little too gorgeous to believe that she's just some random mm-hmm. chick living yeah. in a shitty apartment. Because <laughs> uh, she looked, you know, even trying to even trying to like plain her, make her look all plain Jade. Come on, <laughs> she's still Rebecca Romaine. Um, I was and, surprised. Uh, I was like, wow, she's actually not a bad actress. And uh, how did like the whole boyfriend situation? Like, clearly this guy's a psychopath. Like, she didn't see that ahead of time. But anyway, and then he comes in there with like the, the little switchblade knife, or whatever the butterfly. Little butterfly. Knife, and then Punisher takes it, and he like he just hits him on his nose. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the, what the hell? Uh, well, I I kind of dug that because I mean, a he's if you want to make a year one argument, he's not full fledged Punisher where he'll just kill yeah. anybody for anything. This guy yeah. hasn't killed anybody. He's, he's not just, a criminal. He's, he's not a criminal, so he's not gonna. You know, well, he's just drunk, and you know, maybe he'll probably hit on a woman and all that. But uh, you know, the fact that the guy like whipped out his knife and, and Frank just snatched it, and he, you know, he closes it to show like, oh, I could work a butterfly knife, like it's so fucking hard, and then just it's like he's not even worth a punch or worth mm-hmm. any kind of training move. He's just gonna boom, <laughs> like you're not even worth my time. Again, that's not. That's not. It's a good scene. It's not a good Punisher scene. Right. It's a good scene for another action movie somewhere else. You know, I could see yeah. like Martin Riggs doing that in some movie. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe Rianne's boyfriend is giving her some shit. Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon or something. I could see it working in a different movie. It's a good scene, but maybe the Punisher wouldn't do it. The Punisher would probably just like kick him in his nuts and shove him down the stairs, at at best. <laughs> assuming he, assuming he doesn't like kill him. <laughs> what did you? Uh... What did you think of Thomas Jane as Punisher? Okay, yeah. We finally come to the end of it, I guess. I could, I could probably rip a few more things. But um, I didn't... First off, he's they dye his hair black. And I just mm-hmm. said, I totally bought it when they did with Dolph Lundgren. It seems oddly more obvious on him. You could tell he doesn't... Maybe it's because when he was at his family reunion... and she, Wait, was his hair black the whole movie? Except for the opening, yeah, when he was undercover. But, yeah, oh. it, was, it was black the whole time. It just looked off, or maybe it's because I know. And also, this Punisher, he always like seemed like he was purposely scowling and purposely growling mm. and trying to I don't shock. It, it yeah, seemed like I, he was I, putting it on. Yeah. You know what? An actor who plays the Punisher needs to have a resting bitch face. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? And Thomas Jane didn't have that. It seemed like every time you look at him... Mm, like he, like he, it seems so purposeful. His scowl and his mm-hmm. gruff voice, it didn't mm-hmm. seem natural. Uh, and and I just never, I never bought it. It, I, I just always saw a guy acting. He never yeah. seemed to really inhibit the character. 
Yeah, whenever you whenever you say uh, like the black hair thing and you see the face and everything, when you you compare him to Dolph Lundgren, when you look at Dolph Lundgren, he looks like a dude that's been through some shit and he's gonna kill your ass. Thomas Jane had that resting bitch face down. Thomas Jane doesn't look like he's been through shit. Like he doesn't (laughs) look like he's on the verge of snapping. You know, he just looks like he's a dude. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, like the scene where he's where, where he's confronting the boyfriend, or no, it's when they invite him to dinner. <laughs> when the wacky neighbors come over and invite him to dinner, he he's wearing a white t shirt. Yeah. Like the Punisher yeah. does not wear white t shirts. <laughs> this seems like a stupid thing to pick over, but no, no, Punisher does not wear white t shirts. <laughs> He doesn't. Punisher does not go to Target and get a three pack of Hanes, <laughs> Phoenix, and wear them around his house. No. So, uh, yeah, uh, I like Thomas Jane. I do. I liked him in other in other movies. I think he's mm-hmm. a good actor. Okay, he's okay. Um, I don't think he was right for this, and I don't think the script did him any favors either. Do you think it was him, or do you think it was the material he was given? I I think it's him. I just don't buy him as the Punisher, or I don't. I don't buy him as Frank Castle. Like I said, I think I just see a man trying to act gruff and trying to act scrap and putting a an affectation to his voice the way the way you do when you're playing Batman. Like I'm gonna yeah. talk deeper than I do. Like we saw him talk normally the rest of the movie in the beginning of the movie, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden he just talks differently, gruffer yeah. and deeper. You know, he clearly he just made a conscious effort to just act Punishery. And uh, maybe maybe it didn't help that we saw so much of pre-Punisher Frank Castle, as opposed to like with Dolph, we hit the ground running and he's just Frank Castle the whole time. This time yeah. we got the earlier version where he's normal, and now to see the juxtaposition of him trying to be gruff, eh, I didn't buy it. Yeah, I, I, to your point, I think the whole year one stuff and showing him. I get what they're going with that, like showing how how a man can turn into what he turns into. But it just he <laughs> did an origin story. Yeah, this, that's every is, every movie we, back then had an origin. Yeah, true. Yeah, fair enough. You got to think of the time it was made too. Yeah. Um, but this is this was the least active Punisher that we've seen. Like he wanted to be more methodical in how he did what he did, and instead of just getting straight to the point <laughs> which is what we what we're paying to see here is him punishing people killing people but uh that's what he does that's the name of the movie for god's sake but when we when we look at thomas jane compared to all the other actors that we're going to talk about or we have been talking about um he's the one that stands out as it's like he's trying to be punisher like he's trying to be gruff and 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 mean and everything where you look at these other guys like you go back to the the rich and bi- the resting bitch face thing, you know, like all these other guys, they look like they're the Punisher. They look like they're gonna fuck some shit up, you know. Where Thomas Jane, I don't get that vibe from him. Like he's just a normal dude who's trying to be bad, I guess if that makes sense. But that's why this one doesn't really work for me a, a lot. But I don't know if it's because it's the whole year one thing, and we're not to the point where he's the Punisher. Mm, well, I guess one last thing about talk about the movie before we move on. Even though this is the Punisher episode, I just uh, how did you think uh, John Travolta was as a villain? 
I mean, it's a movie with John Travolta's John villain. Volta. We'd be remiss to just like ignore the fact that he's in it. Yeah, it's John Travolta being John Travolta, I guess. Uh, the funny thing is, like, apparently, <laughs> kind of just sleepwalked his way yeah. through this. <laughs> like, the, I mean, the cool thing—I'll give him—I'll give him props for one thing. Like, he—they wanted to give him like top billing um, because of his name, like, kind of like how they always did, like Nick, no, Jack Nicholson and Jack Michael Nicholson. Keaton, and, you know, things like that. Where he actually, when they said that, he told them to put Thomas Jane as top billing. Like, he said, this is his movie. Josh like, Volta I'm said just that? The villain. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, give him props for that. I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so, basically, you're calling out Jack Nicholson for not doing that. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. What a or, dick. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, what for, a dick. For, for giving it to George Clooney and, and not and not <laughs> giving up top yeah. billing, huh? Yeah. Wow. What a dick. <laughs> Taking down Arnold and Jack, two guys so cool that you don't even need to say their last names. You heard it here first on Pop Culture Rewind. Bunch of hacks. It's kind of true. Those aren't even like you know unique names, but Jack is like literally so cool. When you say Jack, yeah, you know. there's only one Jack. <laughs> there's only one Arnold. You know, yeah, pretty much. You can say, oh John, which John? Mm. John Travolta. Oh him. And they were willing to make him the top billing. <laughs> it's like, nope. <laughs> but the, the, this wasn't. I mean, I guess like John Travolta had like that resurgence in the late nineties. But this was a point where it's like he wasn't even that. You know, it, I think his uh, resurgence had started to decline a little mm-hmm. bit. This was post yeah. Battlefield Earth, mind you. Okay, oh, I know we can get a whole into movie about that or a whole episode. Oh no, about we're that, gonna do that. an episode about that one day. <laughs> You're gonna give that to me for my birthday or something. Okay, but this was post Battlefield Earth. This was uh, Swordfish. Had Swordfish come out yet? Yes. Or this was right around. This was in the realm of Swordfish. Uh, right around the time I think it came out after that. But yeah, I think Swordfish 2002. 2002 yeah. So yeah. Th- and I well, I thought Swordfish. I thought he sucked in it again. This was you know what those characters are like interchangeable almost, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they both have really yeah. the the long shitty haircut. Of all slick back hair. He might have filmed at the same time, actually. <laughs> Didn't even need to change the wigs. Yeah. Uh, although for Swordfish, he had to add that little, that little <laughs> under-the-lip shitty... What do you call that? Not a Vanta. Uh, uh, soul Patch. I don't know what you call it. He had bad hair in both Soul movies. Patch. Yeah, Soul Patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Soul Patch is down... I, I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to wrap this one up here. Uh, this one... Because I, I said it on the, on the last on the 89 movie... Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a 29% critic rating. 63% of the audience uh, like this one. So, um, 6.5 on IMDb. Um, this one that all sounds better than Dolph's. Yeah, this one had a budget of 33 million, um, which was half of what the director said he was going to be getting, or said what he needed. Um, so, a lot of this was cost cutting on this movie. Um, so, take that for what it's worth. Um, the U.S. gross was thirty-three million, <laughs> so they actually made back just what they made or what they put into it. Uh, so the worldwide money. gross, yeah, worldwide gross was fifty-four altogether, fifty-four million. So this was uh, written and directed by Jonathan Hensley, who wrote uh, Jumanji, Die Hard with the Vengeance, uh, Armageddon, The Saint. And uh, but now we know where we got the bad guy's name. Uh, I yeah. bet you he wasn't a comic book mm-hmm. character. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this was his. He's only directed three things. This is his first directing. So he's done more writing than directing. Wow! So, they gave him uh, two more bites of the apple after this. <laughs> <laughs> Some optimistic people in Hollywood. Yeah. So 
That's pretty much it. Oh, um, the movie did not include things like uh, some of the comic book aspects, like using his uh, his little sidekick, a micro microchip, or he didn't have the battle van uh, that he normally goes around in. Um, but uh, that was the director didn't uh, didn't want to include those. He thought it was too complicated to include those type of aspects. Well, in a, in a year one story, I guess you really can't include that kind of stuff. But but the skull makes. Let's let's throw the skull in long before his family even dies. Yeah, of all, of the movies that didn't have the skull, you think this one would be it? <laughs> <laughs> it wards off evil spirits or some shit, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> now go and play, son, and go get killed in another ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, Roy Schneider played his dad, and yeah. Roy Schneider put up a little fight side by side with his dad. I thought again. Like the fact that for a split second that was pretty cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the whole family's getting killed. I was like, oh, that's rowdy. And then Roy Schneider, fucking Chief Brody himself, is shooting bad guys alongside father and son tag teaming them. I was like, that's kind of cool too. That Dude, was if like that could have gone the... on for a little bit longer, yeah, that yeah, was like literally the been, peak of the good. movie for me. Was Roy yeah. Schneider, father and son, fighting to defend the family, hearth and home? That was probably the high point of the movie for me. And again, this because it's something different. We haven't seen like yeah. Frank Castle fighting with his dad against. Yeah, and uh, then it kind of dipped, you know? and it, it never really picked up. No, yeah. And then and then it perked up for a minute when Wrecker Re- Remain is in that tank top, uh, and then <laughs> <laughs> it literally peaked. Ah, okay. if you know what I mean, <laughs> for a minute there. Um, but yeah, overall, this. <laughs> I mean, I had a good time when I saw this in the theater. Because uh, I was with a bunch of friends and we were laughing at it, and then we went to to like TGIF the next right afterwards, and we were mostly just spent the whole time mocking it. So I yeah, had like the... a good experience with this movie, but then when I rewatched it uh, a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago, and took some notes, I was like, "Man, this movie, dude." <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. Um, I I appreciate them using aspects like the Welcome Back Frank story because before this came out. That was a really popular storyline that that like brought him back up to prominence in this in the comic book world there. So, uh, but it just says I don't think that well obviously it doesn't translate well to real to on screen. Okay. I think you, it, okay, that kind of stuff this, uh, just sticks in the comics. This Welcome Back Frank book you were talking about you you mentioned that after I mentioned the wacky neighbors and he lives in an apartment yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Is that what this book was about? That's that those. That's where we're introduced to all that stuff. Is in that storyline. Yeah, living in an apartment, wacky neighbors, Three's mm. Company, Punisher is basically what. Well, I mean, it's not as uh, cliff noted, <laughs> I guess, as uh, what this movie makes it out to be. Mister Furley comes down and yeah. knocks on the door. Hey, hey, Castle, you better not be doing any shenanigans. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, it works better in the comics than it does in the real movie so <laughs> they should have stuck with like year one stuff only I guess, maybe i don't know i don't know how you'd take this movie and make it more punisher like i don't know see the thing but, is I didn't, I didn't need an origin story like i thought the i thought 89 punisher it was sort of you know we talk about all the time how you know because we're we're comic book readers and we don't want to waste 30 minutes of a movie with an origin story mm-hmm. for a character we already know and you know oh mm-hmm. you know spider-man he was already spider-man thank god you didn't give us an origin story things like that so that's why I dug 89 Punisher. He was already Punisher. Yeah. Of course, now years later, they're trying to create franchises, introduce these characters under the Marvel banner. I mean, they weren't Marvel Studios yet. So that's why we got this long, drawn-out 
or 30 minutes, you know, before he his family gets killed origin story. Mm-hmm. But I was like, eh. And, and again, all it did was it, it all it did was uh, be a disservice to when he becomes the Punisher because, like I said, I didn't buy him as the Punisher a- acting gr- grumpy and morose, morose after I already saw him all running on the beach with his kids skipping and mm-hmm. happy. Yeah. He wasn't actually skipping, but, you know. <laughs> Might as well have been in this movie. Um, so to everything you just said about what you don't want to see and what works and what we want to see in a Punisher movie, damn it, I'm going to say we got that in 2008. Punisher Warzone. Evil has many faces. Darkness has many allies. But there is only one who punishes them all. This is just the beginning. Gotta be with you, Frank. Sometimes I'd like to get my hands on God. Punisher Warzone. See you in hell. Man, this movie is the most true-to-form going straight balls to the wall punisher this is a psychopath pretty much killing people um and it works to me i don't know it's take it out of context or whatever make it its own little thing uh this is i don't know it works Uh, have you seen this you've seen this one right uh warzone i i watched it when it was fairly new uh, on on video so maybe uh, 2008 maybe early 2009 and then um, Netflix had it not too long ago. Yeah, and I watched yeah. it. Um, I think I was. I think I. I always like to towards the end of the month. I like to read what Netflix is losing mm-hmm. because you know. Oh, you know, as as effective the first of the month, there's a whole list of movies that are gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be like, Oh, is that movie leaving? It's been in my queue for a year. <laughs> All right, I'll finally watch it. You know, <laughs> if I have time, I really do have time. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll knock one or two out of there. And Punisher Warzone, I think, was leaving. Yeah. And this was a couple months ago. And uh, so I checked it out again for the second time in 10 years. Ever. And I, I... Okay. Here's what I remember about this movie. That I held on to for 10 years. This was my impression that I always thought about. Was the opening scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a bunch of mobsters, gangsters, or, you know, they're the head gangsters at a big dinner... And, you know, down the whole row is his wife and his family and, and all these guys. And, like, the lights go out. And, I, there's like, like a flare mm-hmm. comes on. And the Punisher's just, like, standing there. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeds to just sh- kill them all, shoot them all. And even, like, the mobster's wife, like an old lady, like, yeah. tries to attack him. She, like, she grabs her butter knife or the bread plate or something. And he, like, cuts her throat. <laughs> if I and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, okay, he's going to kill... A woman, just the fact that he killed a woman, you know, because she raised a hand. He's like predator, like I won't kill you, but if you raise a weapon to me, you're dead. (laughs) Um, I was like that opening scene, kind of so, and I I kind of just forgot all about the rest of the movie. That opening scene was what I hung on to for ten years, Mm -hmm. and that's why I always said. That's why I always told people I remember that being a good movie, and I would tell them that opening scene, and that's all I remember. And then I rewatched it a couple months ago, mm. and then I saw the rest of the movie. Mm. <laughs> and there's some issues. This movie, with that, but that's a strong opening. <laughs> this this movie is so over the top. 
and I love it for it. There's, it's not, it doesn't apologize oh. for anything in this whole movie, and I love it for it. Um, Ray Stevenson is playing the Punisher in this movie, uh, which I knew him from Rome. I don't know if you did the HBO series Rome. Um, um, I've I've never actually seen Rome, but I know Ray Stevenson from so many other things, from King Arthur, from the other guys, from Transporter Reloaded, from that shitty Three Musketeers movie that Paul W S Anderson. He's been in like I know I li- okay you know him from Rome. I know yeah. him from everything everything from else he's done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've always liked Ray Stevenson. Yeah, no, he's good. I like him. And when when we talk about um, looking like the Punisher. This guy looks like literally there's there's an artist, okay? Um, his name is Tim Bradstreet. He's he, he made a career off of uh, Punisher comic uh, the covers for the comic book series. Um, Ray Stevenson looks just like his artwork. <laughs> it's it's so surreal, um, and it works so well because um, like you're saying the resting resting bitch face for Punisher guy. He's got yeah. it in this movie. He's got that look. Yeah. Um, Oh, here. you know what? He's yeah. Volstag in Thor. Two oh, that's true. Two, yeah. two Marvel. He's, he plays two Marvel characters. He's a, he's he's one of Thor's uh, buddies. Mm-hmm. The the yeah, bearded Viking looking dude. Yeah. Oh, um, real quick, I, I wanted to mention one thing that I didn't. Maybe I just forgot this, but when I rewatched this recently for this episode, um, I had forgotten that this was the time when Marvel Studios or Marvel whatever they were trying to get their Marvel Knights label up and running oh, yeah and instead of the thing. normal red marvel with the comic book characters you know the with the comic pages flown through like the flipping and it says marvel Love yeah that. now this is it was black and it says it was marvel knights and it had the comic book flipping through the pages and it was just with a k yeah <laughs> um well, yeah. but that's and that to me kind of sets the tone for what they were going for this is like an edgier like more mature older audience than what Marvel is. It's Marvel Knights. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole thing in the comics, or it was back in the late 90s. So, <laughs> but um, for them yeah. to incorporate that in this, that kind of, as a comic book fan, I, I get it. Um, if you're not into comics, I don't know what it means to anybody else because they didn't really do anything <laughs> else with it. But um, it's a nice little. If you don't know what we're talking about, then yeah, you're just. Yeah. You're um, lost. Um, um, Okay, so besides how Ray Stevenson portrayed the Punisher or how the film made the Punisher. By the way, we should also uh, uh, Lexi Alexander, right? A woman directed this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's that's cool. Uh and she's badass. She's like a professional like a uh, professional fighter. She's a fighter. Like MMA MMA fighter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like a slash director. Um is what is there anything else about this movie you liked besides the titular character? Did you like Wayne Just, Knight? <laughs> it was it was cool movie. seeing him. It was it was fun seeing him as his microchip in this movie. I don't know. He didn't. I mean, doesn't really do a whole lot in this movie. But um, the fact that they they incorporated just about every aspect of Punisher in this. He's got the battle van. He's got the he's got microchip. He lives in the sewers again, just like in the eighty nine movie. He's so, got the Punisher van. He lives in the sewers. Are you sure he's not a Ninja Turtle? Um, maybe, maybe. But <laughs> when you hit the horn on the Punisher, man. <laughs> um. and you know, going back to that opening scene, um, we because we, we talked about the whole why would you use a, like a, the the target, you know, the white logo, and I said to instill fear and everything, and in this right before, okay, the lights go out in that in that dinner scene, lights go out right before we see the lights or the flare go on. 
you see the white logo just in the background. Oh, you just see that. it. It is fucking bad. And then you see the the flare go on, and you see him holding the flare. Uh, it just looks cool. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just marking out for this thing more than I should be. But um, now, um, now I said I I watched this twice in my life. Once when it was new. Once a few months ago. But even a few months ago, it was still sort of a on the background thing. I didn't know we were going to cover Punisher. I was literally just watching it for myself. Um, yeah. I, I think I remember, was the violence a little over the top? And I don't mean, like, too violent for my taste. No, I mean, but a little, like, almost silly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> but, I mean, like, like whereas, the, like I said, the first movie was, was serious and grounded. This one mm-hmm. was, like, like, there's a, like, there's, like, a gang of, like, guys who do, like, parkour. You know, oh, you're bringing me to jump it. Still, from building still to my thunder, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell, well, then, what, okay, what do you think I'm talking about? Yeah, the parkour dudes, the guys jumping on the rooftops, and then you're just you're following the first dude jumping around, and then the, the second guy does a big flip, or whatever, and then it's out of nowhere, boom! He just he just goes <laughs> in midair, in midair. This dude's like parkour, parkour, because because they yell parkour when they do that, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. they're like parkour, parkour, and then in midair, he just gets exploded in because I guess the Punisher like shot a fucking RPG at him or something. And no, they cut to explodes. him. Yeah, they they cut to him. He's holding a grenade launcher. Oh, okay, yo, so like, <laughs> shit like that. Like as as fun as it is to see a guy explode in midair, it was a li- it, it was a little like almost silly. Yeah, it is. I, okay, I guess if you're in on the vibe they're going for, I don't. I didn't get the vibe they were going for. That's the thing. Like I would look up and see something outrageous and be like, "What?" And then I'd kind of go back to whatever I was doing. Like it was kind of like I was only half absorbing this movie, so I don't think yeah. I really fully got the vibe they were going and it's, for and it's well to that point there's a scene later on where um punisher rescues the uh, julie Benz, who's in this with dark hair looks really good um and she he rescues her and her daughter um and there's a dude and then there's a dude sitting in the chair and the cop says okay you're under arrest whatever and punisher turns around and blows his head off with a shotgun like and there's nothing left of his face it's just like a red it's like his face is totally yeah. gone <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's like yeah, things like that. Like a, okay, like didn't Punisher like inadvertently kill like a, a Fed or something? Yeah, yeah. There's a scene uh, he's trying to take down uh, Billy, Billy the Butte, who's who goes on to be Jigsaw. Which I gotta say, we'll, we'll, we'll if, get to him though. But okay. he, so he accidentally kills a Fed. Yeah, or he, or he it's his fault, or he thinks it's his fault. No, he, he no he kills. Yeah, he kills an undercover Fed. So and, he spends the rest of the movie looking after his widow yeah. and child or something. And that's like a big right. plot. Yeah. I mean, and that's noble and all that, but, and I love Julie Benz, but I mean, I, I don't know. I could have done without that whole subplot. <laughs> it's like the one grounded thing in this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just like, I get, okay, that's fine. You feel guilty or, or whatever, or maybe because, you know, you lost your wife and kids and now this guy's dead, so you want to take care of his Oh, he's definitely kid. projecting. Yeah, he's projecting. Yeah, there's, the, like, yeah, yeah. there's a surrogate of what he lost or what have yeah. you. I mean, I get it, but... Eh. <laughs> just, just, go, just get back to the killing people. <laughs> um, okay, well... You were, you, were, you were talking about Billy the Butte. Yeah, that's the thing, because... Okay, his and, nickname is the Butte. Yeah. Because he's, he's so pretty. Yeah. Because he's Dominic West. You yeah. think Dominic West is a good-looking guy? No. Enough to be cast as a role who's no, no. like, I'm so pretty. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so pretty. Uh, 
No, what I was going to say was, for people who've seen the Netflix Punisher series before, they want to pop this in and watch it, they're in for a shock. Uh, because this version of Billy, who becomes Jigsaw, is totally different from the Billy Russo slash Jigsaw and that we got in the Netflix Punisher. It's, this it's like guy, two different characters. Yeah, he, yeah. he gets thrown into like a, a glass recycling grinder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his face gets cut up. Basically, he, he comes out looking like Two-Face, but both of his halves of his face are the bad side. <laughs> No, dude, we get a we get a seat like after that, like his eye is all open and shit. yeah, his yeah, he's all fucked up. But later, like after that, we get a scene of him. It made me think of '89 Batman with Joker with all the bandages all over the his mirror. face and the doctor coming in. <laughs> but this one's like so over the top; it's ridiculous uh, because he's acting like everything's cool. Like, like he just went through a traumatic shit. And he's acting like everything's fine until the doctor takes the bandages off. Like, he doesn't know, like, his face is all fucked up. And then he sees in his, he sees his face in, his, in the mirror, and that's when he, like, snaps, obviously. But, uh, I mean, you bought it in Batman. Seeing your face all fucked up drove you insane. How is this any different? Yeah. It sounds like it sounds it sounds it sounds like as if you were setting it up to be the exact same thing. So how are you gonna call it's, out? It's almost it's almost the same thing with Dominic. Like it's so funny because Dominic West he's is not so Jack like Nicholson. yeah he's not Jack. <laughs> uh, no, but like he's so in this particular movie, like he's so over the top ridiculous in all of his mannerisms and his and what he's doing. But now that you're making me think about it, yeah, it is kind of similar to Jack Nicholson Joker in, in Batman. Um, why is why is it different? I don't think it is different now that I think about it. Wow. Well, the Joker You're never rethink this whole thing. Pulled his little brother out of a loony bin. Was it loony bin gym? Yeah. And, <laughs> and his little brother is played by Doug Hutchinson, who you might know as being like this fifty year old guy who married like a sixteen year old girl. Sadly, that's what he's most famous for. That wait, said again. Green... What? Uh, uh, he was in the Green Mile. He played Percy, the the sadistic prison guard. But when he when he, the actor was like fifty. He married this 16-year-old. I forget her name. Courtney something. She was a bimbo yeah. with like with bleached hair and fake tits and everything. She was just trying to get famous by marrying him. And they were parading around Hollywood together just for the publicity of yeah. Oh my god, they're like like you unless you watch like E or something like that, you wouldn't hear about them. <laughs> I don't know, is E still a thing? I haven't had cable in years. I don't even know. But, like, yeah, it was like a tabloidy kind of relationship that he was in for hmm. years, and that overshadowed any acting he had ever oh, done. Uh, it overshadowed this guy. I don't even know. I didn't recognize this guy. Well, I want to say he had a familiar face. Like, maybe I've seen him somewhere, but I didn't recognize him as an actor, like, if I've seen him somewhere else or not. He was, I mean, he but, was a, he had been in some good shit in the 90s. Like I said, he was in Green Mile. He was in uh, Time to Kill. He played one of those guys who 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 did the crime. Him and Nicky Cat were the two they were the rapists. I don't want to say that word. They were. The, he was one of those guys in Time to Kill who deserved to die. I hope they burn in hell. Um, he was in that. He was. You know, he did some good work back in the day, and then he kind of disappeared for a little hmm. while. Okay. At some point, hmm. he was having to show up in Punisher movies. Well, maybe that's that, maybe that's why. Maybe maybe uh, I did recognize his face from other things. I just couldn't place him anything in particular. But uh, anyway, he's he's just as over the top in his character than uh, Dominic West is his jigsaw. He's a cannibal or something. He, like, bites his dude after he gets freed from the... I don't know. He's just, he's all over the place in this it's movie. It's like everybody's over the top except Punisher. 
Well, even Punisher is a little over the top in the way he kills, I guess, if you want to... Well, I guess in the way he kills. Well, I mean, yeah. performance-wise. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ray Stevenson... I mean, I don't remember him much. I don't remember any lines he said. I don't remember any scenes he had. I remember his look. But yeah. I, I remember he looked like Punisher, like you said, right off the comic, but like a splash page. But I can't remember any dialogue, any lines he had, any good scenes. It takes about 30 minutes before he says anything. Because it's all, it's all like, I'm just killing. <laughs> like this, um, in the first first 30 minutes of the movie. And then he he doesn't start talking until he starts talking to uh, Newman or Wayne Knight. Um, it was satisfying yeah. to see Wayne Knight get, well, spoiler. Uh, anyways, I don't like Wayne Knight. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember. I, I don't think it made that much of an impression. Like I, I said, I literally saw it like two, three months ago, and I barely remember a damn thing more than I did when I saw it ten years ago. Yeah. Well, it, it's just funny because this movie comes after the last movie we saw, you know, The, the Punisher, which I just – and I said myself, like, that is – The Punisher from 2004, that's like the least Punisher that we've seen. Like, that's the least active Punisher that we've seen. And then we cut to this movie where it's like the most active Punisher. You know, like, he's – so you think they took a cue? They learned their mistakes and were trying to right the ship? Maybe. You know, uh, they saw what they could do, what they couldn't do before. They saw what they had in the 89 movie. They saw what they had in the 2004 movie. So, like, well, they're like, well, screw it. Let's just. Um, people want to see the Punisher? Well, let's give them Punisher. And it's. This this seemed like a cheaper the war zone seemed like it had less of a budget yeah. than uh um, it looked low budget. Well, actually, it's funny cuz I thought the same thing, but I looked into it what I, I said last one had a 33 million budget. Mm-hmm. This actually had 35 million dollar budget. See, that's I mean not well it that's surprising that it had more, but the fact that uh John Travolta Punisher <laughs> Thomas John Travolta Punisher <laughs> the fact that it only cost 33 million, that's surprising. Mm-hmm. That movie managed yeah. to stretch a budget. Yeah, it did not look yeah. like it cost that little. Um, yeah. So, so kudos to to that crew because that they made that movie look more expensive than it really was. I would have guessed that movie cost like at least like sixty million. Um, well, that's what the director wanted. He wanted sixty million, but they only gave him thirty. But he managed so, to stretch budget. Whereas yeah. this one, I think they wasted their money because this did not look like a thirty-five million. No, production. no, I agree. No, I agree with it that. And, cheap. and they lost a lot of money too. Uh, <laughs> U- U.S. gross was only seven million. Oh, almost, almost eight million. Lucky number uh, seven. World, worldwide gross, worldwide was ten million. <laughs> yeah. Wait, does that include the seven? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the total, the total money is made worldwide is ten million. But get this though, the soundtrack. Actually made another ten million, so so <laughs> they uh, yeah the the, the soundtrack had uh, Rob Zombie, Slipknot, Slayer, Rise Against, Seether, Census Fail, Hate Breed, X. Yeah. Uh, you know I'm glad I didn't make any notes of it, but I did remember 04 Punisher had that it was it was nineteen it was nineteen oh four I was gonna say two thousand four <laughs> it was in that shitty new metal phase mm-hmm. of music like mm-hmm. evanescence was a thing and like i think they were even who was stank or something it was that, that was when music was like at its lowest <laughs> you know and then and, and this pun the two the john travolta punisher 
like embrace that shitty new metal. <laughs> Daredevil has like a shitty soundtrack too. Maybe that's why I thought of Evanescence. Uh, but yeah, Daredevil's Punisher soundtrack. Daredevil's Punisher. No, I think Seether's on there like twice. They have like two songs from <laughs> Seether on there. Yeah, that's a stained. I remember it was like, I don't know. But yeah, that's when music was like bad. <laughs> so, um, oh, uh, okay. Going back to more stats on this, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has a twenty nine percent critics, which is the same as the two thousand four. Uh, Punisher. Um, this one, the audience score is forty-two percent, and um, IMDb has it as six six point oh. Six. So. Wait, six oh. Six point oh and six point oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they they do one through ten. I'm sorry, I yeah. was thinking of something else. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit lower. The other one on IMDb for two thousand four was six point five. So yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, that movie's that movie's is more fun. The, the this, I mean, yeah, it's not a good film per se. Like it's just so corny, you can't take it seriously. Um, I think I need to give it a proper watch. Like I said, I I just kind of like, I, like I was trying to clear it from my Netflix queue because mm-hmm. it was going away. So I just put it on while I went about my business, just so I can sort of. So I wasn't really trying to absorb it. I wasn't taking notes. I didn't think I'd be forced to talk about it in a couple months. So I yeah. didn't get, I, I didn't absorb what you said. This sort of quirky vibe. You think like they were? You think they were in on it? The filmmakers, they were going for this weird vibe. I think so. Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't. More, I didn't get that. More kind of ultra violence. Uh, you know, going back to the overtopness, there is a there is a part of the the end leading up to the third act where uh, Jigsaw. Who, by the way, his face, maybe I should say this when we're talking about the Netflix stuff, but the, the, this face is what it should look like if you're pulling it from the comics. That's all I'm going to say about it right now. But anyway, there's a, there's a little montage scene um, leading to the third act where he's gathering up all the other gangs in the city to, to band together and, and stop Punisher. <laughs> and they're doing it like in a weird, like almost mimicking not mimicking, but like almost like Patton style. Like they got the flag in the background, and he's he's you know like you know like in Patton where yeah, he's, yeah. George C. Scott's you know, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, I guess I guess that's what they're going for in that where they're he's trying to unite gangs. Yeah, like he's bringing all the gangs together, like all the different. Are you, gangs. Was it? Are you, was it maybe they were they doing like a Warriors reference where Cyrus is like giving that speech to all the gangs? Maybe you know, maybe a little piece of tough. Can you dig it? I don't know. When you said he's giving a speech to United Gangs, but my the brain big American flag words. waving in the background. If there's big... a flag, then maybe it is Patton. Yeah, yeah. But he's so over the top. Oh, and his little hideout. This the, he's in a hotel, and it's called the Brad Street Hotel, which Tim Bradstreet is the, the director. Com- yeah, yeah. So. Oh, he threw his own name in there. Well, the art, the artist didn't the but the, the makers did or the director did. Wait, so. uh, the director's named Bradstreet. No, wait, the director's name is Alexander. Never yeah. mind. I, I no, the comic book, the the cover oh, artist was. Where does a uh, yeah? I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> you're right. That's cool. Um, where does the Punisher live? Does he live in the sewers or did he rent a shitty apartment? Do we do we find out what his domicile is? Yeah, he lives in the sewer. 
So he lives in the sewer in this land. Yeah. See, they learned their lesson. Yeah. Because it makes no fucking sense to live in an apartment with <laughs> wacky neighbors where the bad guys will literally show up knocking on your door. Hey, does Frank Castle live here? We're here to kill him. God, that movie was so... St- <laughs> Sorry, I just keep coming back to that old format. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, of the three theatrical Punishers, um, where do you rank the portrayals of the character of Frank Castle and the movies themselves? Okay, so just not not putting Netflix stuff, just the movies. So yeah, just movies. The on movies. Well, not the. I guess not theatrical either because <laughs> Dolph never made it. But yeah, uh, the cinema. Okay, so the actors playing Frank Castle, the portrayals. Yes. The, okay, so probably the best one. I'll go best to worst. I guess the best one for me uh, is going to be Ray Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Second is going to be London. Third one is going to be uh, Thomas Jane. Okay. So, Thomas Jane's at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you, in case you couldn't guess, because it's been like half an hour shitting on him. Um, <laughs> second best, I'll give it to Ray Stevenson. He had the look down. Okay. Uh, he had the violence down. But but number one, man, I got to give it to Dolph Lundgren. I think he embodied it right he, with by doing so little, too, at the same time. He had so little mm-hmm. to work with, and he accomplished so much. Because when I, you know, when I think of Punisher, I think of him, you know, naked, meditating in a sewer. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just saying this to piss off a friend of mine. He hates that image of Punisher, <laughs> naked, meditating in the sewer. But uh, yeah, man, he had <laughs> he had that depressing voice. He had the dead eyes. Like, why do I even get up in the morning if not to kill people? Mm-hmm. Like, that was what you saw in that guy's eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to give it to Dolph, man. I, th- I think I, I, he has not been topped as far as Punisher movies go. He's he's still my number one. As far as just the movies, um, it'll probably go the same way. I still think I still think 89 Punisher is the best film. Punisher with Thomas Jane, it's kind of still watchable because it's just such a crazy, random train wreck of like, what? I think I find it more watchable <laughs> than Warzone. Like I said, Warzone couldn't even keep my attention. Yeah. You know what? I, but that doesn't make it a better. Warzone is probably still a better movie as far as trying to adapt this comic book character. But O four 4 Punisher is just this random, like, what were you thinking <laughs> kind of crazy thing. It's almost sort of like like Rise of the Cobra. It's like, what? <laughs> Every decision you guys made was wrong? Are you serious? <laughs> what do you take me for? Like, I get so outraged. I get worked up. It it, it, it gets an emotional response out of me when I watch it. <laughs> um, but is it a good movie? No. So, Yeah, and I don't, for me, when I'm thinking of, when you say the, the films, how they rank, I'm just looking at them as Punisher films, like how the Punisher would, like what I'm looking for in a Punisher movie. And what I'm looking for in a Punisher movie is what I saw in Warzone. So I'm going to say, out of the three, Warzone's my favorite. I'm going to go with uh, 89 Punisher after that. And then, <laughs> I want, you know what? The, nope. the, funny, the funny thing is, I, I, before I started reviewing all these, you know, for this episode, in the back of my mind, I kind of, I, I kind of had 04 Punisher a little bit higher in my rankings, but then after I'm going back and rewatching, it's like, man, this it's a confusing movie because I can't figure out what they're going for. Like, are they going for a comedy? Are they going for an action? Are they going for drama? Like, what is going... Why is he being so methodical? Why isn't he killing people? Like, why... This... 
Why is he hiding in the trees yeah, with a big paparazzi like, sports lens taking pictures of two guys kissing? And it's like, oh, I got pictures of you being gay. Uh-oh. Why is he making people kill other people? Why isn't he killing people? Like, it Why just... is he rubbing popsicles over, over guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a popsicle. I'm going to get you. That's... <laughs> That's I got you. I got you. I made you talk without torching you. Oh, I got you. Oh, oh yeah. Man. It was. <laughs> At the end of this episode, somebody's just going to want to watch O4 Punisher. I know, right? <laughs> we should, keep, should we we keep, keep, you just keep coming back to that. Uh, yeah. uh, but you know. It's like a blister in your mouth and you just can't stop. You just keep tonguing it. Even though it's painful and it sucks and you wish it would go away, you just can't stop tonguing that blister. <laughs> okay, I don't know where to go with that. So, um, that wasn't the last that we saw of Thomas Jane as as the. Punisher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a kind of a, a uh, before we got the Netflix stuff, there wasn't anything after Warzone, and Warzone was under the radar. Like it kind of came and went. Obviously, nobody saw it, so nobody really considers that. You know, a continuation of the franchise. Not canon, right? but yeah. Uh. Yeah. So everybody, I think, still clamored for Thomas Jane because that was the most recognizable Punisher we've gotten. I th- I think. Is that fair? Like, that's the most Well, you said it had a 60-some-odd percent audience score, so I guess, you know, a yeah. chunk of people liked it. So I think I think it's fair to say that people were, wouldn't mind a, a return of Thomas Jane as Punisher to an extent. And we kind of got that. Uh, there was a little short. Uh, I think it was on. It came on YouTube. Was it that? I think YouTube was the first place you could see it. I guess it was like a fan film that was uploaded. Um, called, I first saw it on YouTube. Yeah, that's where I saw. I've it. only seen it on YouTube. What am I, I think. About? I think you're the one that turned me on to it because I didn't know about it until you told me. But um, it's called Dirty Laundry. It's a little fan film. But this guy, the, the I can't remember his name, but he'd gone. He'd done a couple other fan films like that too, or little shorts. I think he might have done a Batman one, or he did like a. Uh, like a Ven- oh, he did a Venom one, I think, with uh, Eddie Brock, right? A Venom fan film? I think so. Am I thinking of someone else? I don't know. I've anyway, never seen a... oh, I'm thinking of the dude that did the um, that Power Ranger fan film, the little dark and gritty Power Ranger one. Oh, that's what I'm thinking uh, of. Never mind. Okay, I know that dude. Yeah. I don't know him personally, but I know that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think this is the same guy that did those. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's called Dirty Laundry. It was basically we see Thomas Jane going to a laundromat, and then we see what is these gang members come around and uh, beating up this this chick, and then this little kid he's coming around and he's they're beating up this little kid, and then we see him come out and just what is he doing? He like uh, well, he goes into a liquor store or or a grocery store or something. And That's and it's is. and it and the grocery store or whatever he goes into a little uh, bo- a little bodega I guess mm-hmm. and it's run by Ron Perlman yeah and that's what <laughs> perked me up I was like oh okay now, where, where are we going, going with like this? I said I wasn't yeah. blown away by Punisher so I was like yeah but then I was like oh Ron Perlman's in this and I guess he's like a vet or something because he's in a wheelchair and he and 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 the Punisher's buying like a ball of Jack. And, and and Ron Perlman kind of gives this speech. It, it it's almost as if he knows he's the Punisher, mm-hmm. and he's sort of saying how like you know if you, I don't know what he's saying like great power, great responsibility, or some <laughs> shit like that. But he kind of like says something like if you can make a change, if you can do something, do it. And and then Frank Castle takes that ball of Jack, 
and goes out to where those gang members are hassling the chicken. <laughs> and he, like, flips the bottle over and just proceeds to beat these dudes to death <laughs> with the bottle of Jack. And never bust the bottle, either. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't care if that. So. Uh, I mean, so it's it's kind of low budget, so they use CGI blood, which was, dis- which was uh, you know, just starting to become a thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in 2012 that this little short film came out, about four years after the movie. And CGI was picking up, and I hate CGI blood, blood squibs. And this movie uses it a lot. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. cheap. Yeah, You were talking about that, that Power Ranger movie, that movie uses it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was cool because he was less nonsense. He was more like, there's some bad guys in the street. I don't even know them. But I just saw them doing something bad, so I guess I'll kill them. Yeah. It was more that methodology that, that he was lacking in in his theatrical version. Kind of kind of combining the two Punisher movies. You take Thomas Jane, Punisher, and then you take kind of... I don't want to say it's over-top violence that what we saw in Dirty Laundry, but... Yeah, it was it was pretty violent. <laughs> well, you take Thomas James the actor, but then you take Ray Stevenson's ideology, yeah. Yeah. character ideology, and then sort of combine them. Uh, I guess so. The dude who directed this, he's mostly a music video director. Oh, okay. His name is like Phil Jonu. He's mostly done just a, like a shitload of music videos. Seems like he does every U two video. Uh, he's done a couple movies. One of them uh, is Gridiron Gang, starring your boy. Um, he directed Johnson. that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. You've seen that movie? Yeah. Of course. The Rock's in it. Of course you've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he seems to be mostly just like a music video dude. Hmm. Okay. Well. And he did... Holy shit. Hmm. He directed 3 O'Clock High. Oh my god! I did not. Re- uh, Three o'clock high. Uh, I think I mentioned this once in our eighties uh, gems, or maybe I didn't. I think I did. It's an it's a movie from nineteen eighty seven. Casey Size Masco. He's like this. He's he, he basically gets into like a, a kerfuffle with the big with the badass school bully at the beginning of school, and the and the bully's like three o'clock after school. I'm gonna kick your ass. So the so the kid spends the whole movie trying to get out of it. He tries to bribe the, the, the school, the head football player to do mm-hmm. it. He, he steals money from the school store. He's just all the whole movie. It's like real time almost trying to get out of this fight at the end of the movie. It's a, it's hmm. an awesome eighties movie. It's an awesome teen eighties movie. Maybe I mentioned it in our teens movie. I don't, I don't know. Think I think you, I've talked. Did you mention, I don't think you mentioned that one. Maybe before. I didn't. Shit. I've never talked. It's a good movie. Uh, anyways, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like a cult classic cause nobody knows about it. <laughs> Clearly, fuck. Yeah. he dir- dirty laundry guy directly. Go, we know. Okay, so if anything, at the end of this episode, uh, go watch Three O'clock High. That's what we're trying to sell you on. <laughs> this whole Punisher thing was just a farce. Just where it was all leading you to talk about Three O'clock High. We fooled you all. Yeah. Uh, now you should go check it out. It's a pretty cool movie. I think Tangerine Dream does the theme song. Uh, uh. <laughs> they were an '80s thing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that was a uh, dirty laundry. That and that was, uh, j- just a fun little attempt, I guess, to reignite uh, the Punisher franchise. I guess I don't know, but you think they were trying to like get a new movie greenlit? Maybe, possibly, because it had been like you said a, f- a few years. You said 2012, so we're yeah, like talking about what, three, four years since uh, Warzone came out. 
So. Oh yeah, well, if, yeah, four years after Warzone, but uh, uh, four, uh, six, seven, eight years after. <laughs> fuck, I can't believe I could do that. Someone. <laughs> so loud. yeah, eight, eight years, years since after he had first portrayed the Punisher. Yeah. So hey, whatever, in, in, in John Travolta's Punisher. They hmm. should just call it that. <laughs> All right, so we're almost like what two hours in this thing, and we haven't talked about the Netflix stuff yet. <laughs> so yeah, um, well, we talked about uh, you know, like we said, we we did a whole episode about Daredevil season two, which introduced him and all that, and the first season. I'm trying to even remember what that was about. <laughs> the first season of Punisher. Yeah. Where he's um, who's the bad guy in that? You don't even remember what he's. No, it was the military. It was the guys that sent him that made him kill all those other people when they're in the war. Oh, the dude with like the dead eye. Yeah, the, like the, he the beat him, eye or... so he's got like the dead eye. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then Age, Agent Madani. Oh fuck, I couldn't stand her. Um, <laughs> oh, and then Billy Russo. That was his last name, Russo. Okay, yeah. okay, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they also had the uh, the other dude that had PTSD, and he was he went crazy and started killing people. Oh yeah, that kid. Yeah, uh, I, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, to me, you know what? I really liked what Daredevil did with the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Because it was sort of a, like we said, no origin story. It just hit the right. ground running. Right. And then now he gets season one, and so much of it was focused on his origin. Yes. It was like they were going backwards. I'm Oh, okay. I'm glad you said that. Because um, that's one of my big takeaways from that first season of Punisher. It's just, I, I'm i going to second everything you just said. Like, I, I really liked John Berthal's Punisher in Daredevil. Uh, he, it felt like he was more um, at ease at what he was doing as Punisher, you know, the character-wise, not the actor, but, you know, the character Punisher was already, um, knew what he was doing. He was he was going to be the Punisher, doing all this. And then we get to the Punisher, and it seems like we took a few steps back, and we're back to where he doesn't really want to do it, or he doesn't know what he's going to be doing. And that kind of carries over to season two, to an extent, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, in season two, at least, um, he, he had sort of... It's almost as if he had completed his journey and he was trying to not be Punisher anymore. Right, yeah. And it was it's kind of like, you know, what we complain about when you watch Batman, um, R- Dark Knight Rises again, and you're like, you quit? Like, that was it? You were Batman for, like, a year? Mm-hmm. And you're done? <laughs> and that's it? <laughs> and something happened that brought you back in, but had that thing not happened, you would have been content... With giving up being Batman. You did it for like a year. Yeah. And that's sort of like this one. Like, really? You're done? You're just going to bars and watching honky-tonk bands and hitting on bartenders? Don't get me wrong. I was I was happy to see uh, Alexa Davalos, I think. I hadn't seen her in years. The actress who well, played she, the bartenders. Else, that he, yeah, she was what else in you Angel. From? She played the what girl she? who had... She was like an electricity girl at Angel. She had a, she had a few episodes. She, like, she was like... Oh, that's like towards girl. the end, though. That was like... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, well, well, I last well, season on, was dude. pretty good, actually. I'm I'm ride or die when it comes to Joss Whedon. So of course, season yeah, one, season five, <laughs> duh. Of course I watched it. Of course I own it. But that was um, only. But she was only there for yeah, maybe a couple episodes, huh? Yeah, she yeah. was in um, Chronicles of Riddick. 
Okay. Yeah. She was like the she played the older version of the girl. He goes to prison planet finds her. She was in Oh um, the shaved and she had the shaved head and everything. Yeah. Well right. no, she had long well in Pitch Black she was a little girl who had the shaved head, but in Chronicles of Reddick Part Two, she's a grown up version of that girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. But okay. now she's grown yeah, up yeah. and hot. Uh she was in Clash of the Titans, a remake with Sam Worthington. She played Andromeda. She's been she was in. A, you know, I'm not gonna read. I'm not gonna. Let <laughs> me say that movie said a blur to me. Okay, so okay, what else we got? Okay, so. Uh, but I, mean, I hadn't seen her in years, and she, you know now she's got a little lines. She got a little laugh line. She's a little older, but she still looks really good. And 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 then Frank like takes her home. He's like, "Good for you," and he's like trying to sneak out, trying to do his walk of shame. And then the the, the kid sees him. Ooh, that's awkward. And it's like she's <laughs> like, "Okay, he has to go, and you have an out." But Frank's like, hey, like, do you want to go get some pancakes? Or do you want to hang out? And I was like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're trying. You're, he, his whole thing is like, oh, I'm trying not to get attached. Oh, I'm not good for you. And you don't want to get involved in a guy like me. Hey, that's your son? Hey, you want to hang out? <laughs> you want to go play ball? <laughs> you can call me dad if you want. <laughs> he just got, he just like dove head into that. Yeah. And it was like, what? <laughs> Oh, and then he has that awesome bar fight. Actually, he has that. Well, that little girl. Uh, I don't even remember her name. The the kid mm-hmm. yeah. in the show. The in the kid in that scene. I'll just call it the kid. Where he sees her go in the back room, and those two guys are hassling her, and he go. Mm-hmm. He walks. He acts like he's drunk, and he goes in there, and he's like, like, hey, what's going on? And they and they're like, they whip out knives, and he just sort of like looks around the room, takes his belt off, wraps it around, like, okay, like. This is not his first rodeo. I may not have any weapons, but you know what I do? My fucking belt. Like, this is a resourceful dude. And he kicks, like, some hand-to-hand ass. Mm-hmm. Which which the TV show has done really well, in Daredevil particularly, with that prison fight. Oh, yeah. It shows yeah. that Frank, he not just can he mow down guys, but he's, like, like hand-to-hand. Oh, that prison fight's really good. And that bar fight in the bathroom was really good. And then the mm-hmm. shootout in the bar was really good. And that mm-hmm. first episode... Uh, like whoa, okay, I'm excited about this show, and then the rest of the season. You know, we talked about Daredevil season two being kind of fragmented in that is like like five episodes all about Punisher, mm-hmm. and he captures him, he goes to jail, and at the end of that exact same episode, Elektra shows up, and then it's like let's focus on Elektra for a while, mm-hmm. like it was sort of. Whereas, this season of Punisher, or rather, this last season of Punisher, was very fragmented. But within every single episode, because on one half of the plot, you got like this religious fanatic dude mm. hunting the girl. But then in a completely unrelated plot, you got Billy Russo, Jigsaw, having PTSD, banging his Harley Quinn psychiatrist, looking for vengeance and recruiting soldiers. Both of these plots had nothing to do with each other. And there'd be some times where it jumped to the other one. And I'd be like, oh, right. I totally forgot. There's this other plot going on. I had to, yeah. I had to ask my wife when we're watching this a couple of times, like, "What is this plot again? Like, what's going on with these people?" <laughs> like, I, I forgot a couple of times, like, what is going on in some of these side plots. Like, once it would build momentum, it would have to stop and completely change gears and focus on something completely unrelated, and it would, it, it, you'd mm-hmm. lose whatever momentum you had built yeah. on the other one. The uh, the and, police shootout was one. I like the 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 scene in the the police station. Where they get surrounded and they all shoot the oh that the the assault on precinct thirteen yeah. episode yeah <laughs> as I call it <laughs> uh, yeah that was yeah that was a cool idea you know 
But again, like you said, it, it switched gears after that, and we lose momentum of what we're what we're doing about that whole thing. And the next episode starts because I binged it, and the next episode is like Billy Russo's in the hospital. It's like, who's this guy? Oh, that's right. I was all invested in this con <laughs> plot, and now we now we're gonna focus on on Jigsaw. Whose his mind is so warped because his face is so fucking disfigured, dude. <laughs> he had it looked like he cut himself shaving, if anything. <laughs> I mean, he's that a, was he's so anticlimactic. Jesus. Yeah, I bet you. I guarantee you, there's some chicks who thought he looked hot with with a few mm-hmm. scars on him. Yeah. You know, he's a veteran. He will never have to buy a drink in a bar again. He will drink for the rest of his life on the stories of how'd you get those scars. Oh, let me tell you something. I'll never have to buy a drink again. I'd cut my face up if I could <laughs> never have to buy any alcohol again. Um, did, okay, the Billy Russo plot, I, I just, I, uh, I, I, I couldn't get invested in that. I kind of like mm. leave it in season one. I didn't need you to bring it back. Yeah. You no, know, I, it, I, agree. I felt like it was concluded. I didn't even need you to bring it back because once you brought him back, then you brought back Agent Madani, and I didn't really care about her anymore. The, but let's focus on the here and now, the new plot with the teenage girl who, the whole plot was basically she had pictures of, of of a of a famous person kissing uh, another boy, of a gay couple. Like yeah. really, this is twenty yeah. nineteen. Uh, is that really? I don't know. It couldn't have been some microfilm of like an assassination or something cool like that. But it was really just some <laughs> Us Weekly gossip bullshit. And that's yeah. that was what that was the MacGuffin of this season. What'd you think? And of the, the kid? And the, well, I'll get to that here in a second. But okay. to your point, going back to the, the Russo thing, the the reveal of his face was so bad because like he was for a few episodes he was in bandages and then he was in a mask. Oh yeah, yeah, the mask. And then yeah. and then we finally see him take off the mask. We're like, what? The, what? That's it? You're fine. <laughs> What's wrong with you? And then okay, so that's he's that, yeah he he still looks like he's still prettier than I am. <laughs> he still looks like Ben um, Barnes with some scars. He's still prettier than me. And then we get the other reveal of the other unrelated plot about the pictures that this girl this girl's been being chased like she's this the Pil- John Pilgrim this guy the religious guy that's been chasing chasing both of them down this whole season. We don't find out until like three quarters into the season what the pictures are that she has and like you said it's just the the senator guy kissing another senator's son kissing another kissing another guy yeah like who gives this yeah it's so it was so are you are y'all not aware of the of of the movement we're going through right now if anything that would make him probably earn points in the polls Um, oh shit but in their mind it was the religious family that was against the whole their son couldn't be gay type of thing and I don't yeah. know. And I, I hated that whole villain plot of the super religious, you know, he he quotes scriptures before he kills and not just because I mean it has nothing to do with like oh I'm offended that you know you're portraying religious people in this villain aspect. I'm not a religious person. I'm probably the farthest thing from it. But I've just I've always been bored whenever you get villain, you know, I just recently watched Titans. And Titans had a kind of a religious villain quoting scripture kind of a subplot to it. And other shows have done it. Orphan Black did that for a while. There was like this villain arc of like a religious 
family and they would always quote scriptures before they kill mm-hmm. you and I, don't know, I just gotten tired of that <laughs> yeah it's a little it's a little cliche and um, at the end like I, I hated that dude and and him and Punisher they you know, they come to head they 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 literally have a fist fight at the end uh they're grabbing you know like air tanks and punching each other with them and shit like that and and basically he the the Punisher's about to kill the dude and the guy basically says like save Martha or something and Punisher's <laughs> like wait wait what and he I mean I don't want to spoil it well it's been out for like a month right <laughs> spoiler he lets the he lets the guy go <laughs> the guy has killed so many people the Punisher has so much justification to kill this guy but he lets him go because. Yeah. Because I, he I was killing, remember. because he was killing everybody to uh, to get back to his family. Because he said you're the whirlwind or something like that. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Reap the whirlwind. It's like <laughs> the Bible scripture. I, I, I only know yeah, that because of young guns. <laughs> but I just uh, lost track towards like towards the end of the se- season. I was like, okay, it's like this. Dude, it's gone on too long. You know? That exactly. Thank you. I uh, when I there was a point I was going. How many more episodes are there? Like they, you, whenever uh, a new Netflix season of anything comes out, someone always reviews it, and someone always says uh, it didn't need to be that long. You could have summed it up in eight episodes instead of ten. I hear that all the time, mm-hmm. and I'm always. I thought it was fine. I finally understood what they meant by "you didn't need this many episodes." Yeah. I finally got it. It dragged on too long. Maybe it's because I felt they wasted half the plot focusing on Billy Russo, and even at the end. <laughs> the way it ended, though, oh, it was yeah. almost anti. Yeah. But I actually did like it. <laughs> the way he's he calls me, he's like, I'm "Glad you're here, Frank." You know, to be honest, I've always loved. Like, Frank just walks away. I was like, "Wasn't expecting that," but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. Do. It's funny you say that because we're. I was watching with my wife, and he started. You know, Billy started talking, and. It sounds like he was trying to talk Frank back into like being friends again, and and my wife was like, "Oh, just shoot him already!" <laughs> right when she says that, <laughs> kills him. I, yeah, kills I kind of dug the way it ended. Um, I should have yeah. seen it coming, but I didn't. Um, probably because I didn't expect him to blow it after they invested so much time in the mm-hmm. in the Billy Russo Frank. We were brothers, and my family loved you, and let's do all these flashbacks. And in every flashback, Billy has really short hair. Even though in last season every flashback Billy had long hair, so (laughs) 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 you could tell like they didn't even give him a wig to film the flashbacks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was a very disjointed season. You know, obviously there was good scenes, though. There's definitely scenes I'll go back and watch on YouTube Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the action element. It'll probably be a long while before I ever get the desire to like binge the season properly. No, that's uh, that's respectable because <laughs> it's yeah. this this season is. Did you say it? fragmented? It was it was all over the place. Yeah, disjointed. I think is what yeah. it. But um, yeah, it, it was it was like two shows in one. Yeah, it was like two plates. Spinning like, which is like, which is a shame because um, you, you think almost that maybe they had they maybe wanted to put one of this in a, in a separate season, but they knew that the clock was ticking, so maybe they just combined it. Because I liked aspects of the the 
the pilgrim guy and the and the and the, uh, not the pilgrim but like Frank being with the the girl. Um, which, by the way, I couldn't buy that she was sixteen. The actress is like twenty. Yeah, I asked so. you. I said, "What did you think about the kid?" And, oh yeah, yeah. We didn't go back jumped, to that. Yeah, you jumped. Um, oh. I, I mean, I liked her. I liked the actress, um, but I, I couldn't buy that she was only sixteen. She looked way older than that. But um, I liked the. Dynamics she had to have been at least between... eighteen, because you don't hire six. Because when if you're if you're not legal, you can't work. You can only work eight hours a day, <laughs> and then you have to spend the rest after. Well, I didn't mean legal like that. I mean, if you're an adult, you can work. <laughs> Whatever, but if you're a kid, child labor laws, we have to okay, shut it down. We only worked so many hours today because she's a kid and she can't work, so they never hire uh, actual teenagers. Well, I know, but at least get some of I don't know. Not that she looked bad, she, I think she's kind of cute, but to be that she was saying that she's she was 16, 16 years of, old, yeah. So, anyway, I like the the <laughs> dynamic between with, with her and Frank, like him, like bouncing off of her. It, you know their personalities clashing. I thought it was that was um, entertaining for me. I guess I don't know. Mm. Did you ever see? Did you ever watch uh, John Reacher? John, Tom Cruise movies. Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Well, Jack Johnson. I <laughs> um, I watched a little bit of the second movie, but that was about it. He may be Jack to you, but you know him as long as I have. So you saw the second one. The second movie where he's uh, where he hooks up with Kobe Smulders and so, but there's this random subplot where he thinks he has an illegitimate daughter, so he gets this teenager who's sort of hanging around with him this whole time while he's a fugitive from justice, and she's like this street smart kid, and she steals somebody's credit card and all that kind, of, but she's basically a hindrance to him the whole time, and he doesn't want to get to know her, but it's like a buddy cop thing between him and this teenage girl who's he's dragging along this whole movie, and it brings the whole movie down. You saw that one? Yeah, I saw that, I saw that one. Yeah. Well, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I just felt like this season was like Jack Reacher part two jack, uh, mm. jack reacher never go back i like jack reacher one it's actually kind of an underrated movie it's not bad and then uh jack reacher two i was like okay i'll check it out and like the kobe smolder stuff was okay but they threw in a kid a teenager uh for some you never throw reason. in a kid never throw in a kid it's it never ruins everything a teenager and I, I i just kept the whole time i was like really you're gonna throw a teenager into this movie and oh who's Who's more unlikely to want to get a, get along with the teenage girl than the Punisher? And it's gonna be like the odd couple, and you know Frank's come down the stairs. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I thought you cleaned this up, and it's he's Felix and she's <laughs> the other guy. And I, I it took me a, by the end of the season, I was starting to warm up to the kid, mm-hmm. but it, it took me like eighty percent of it. I wanted to punch her in the face. Towards <laughs> the end, I. Barely, barely started to warm up to her. Eh, fair enough. Um, but mostly, I was like, "This is this is some Jack Reacher shit." So, I know we kind of we glossed over really quickly on season one. We didn't barely even talk about it. But the, between the two seasons, which one do you like? Do you have a preference? It sounds like I would maybe season one over season two. Uh, yeah, season one over season two, I guess. Um. But I, I didn't even really love season one all that much. I liked I I liked what they did with him in Daredevil. Like I said, I I what well, we sort of said season one seemed to take a step back. It seemed to it seemed to focus on the origin. When I felt you guys you guys literally had an excuse to jump that hurdle. Yeah. Why do you want to scoot underneath it 
and then try and try and jump it again. Um, but uh, yeah, the Madani shit. Eh. At least him going after the government and again, sort of like what I said, he had already done his whole. I'm just gonna fight crime in general in Daredevil, mm-hmm. and now we went back to the. I'm gonna go back to the people who were literally responsible for my family. Yeah. Again, he's sort of going backwards. You know. Yeah. Should... And like uh, the final scene we get in season two, the little epilogue scene or whatever. I guess that's supposed to be him finally embracing being the Punisher because we get the uh, he's got the trench coat and the two machine guns. And he starts just, like, tearing into those gang members. Oh, yeah. I forgot that happened. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, not even, like, five seconds, and that's it. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, well, You're finally becoming one, Punisher, but now it's, it's canceled. <laughs> it's, it, it wasn't until... It was in season one that he got the skull, right? Yeah. You're all... Okay, we gotta talk about... What'd you think of the skull in that one? <laughs> I like the skull. Like, you're talking about the design? Or just well, the... Well, how he got... Him how, having it. How you could justify him... Wearing a it, skull, have, yeah. Um, because I think Cause, if if I remember correctly, that he found, he got the bulletproof vest, and then he, <laughs> he started he just like, like a skull design he, already. He just spray painting this. <laughs> Do what? Like as soon as you well, because I remember he saw the bulletproof vest, and you could almost tell there was already. Like, a <gasps> oh, skull that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember before he even painted, I was like, oh, there you go. Like that. That was that was the cheat. Like, yeah. there was already a skull shape to the bulletproof vest. And then he spray-painted it on there. And he spray-painted it, and, and well, what do you, oh, what do you know? <laughs> it turns out to be a skull. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I was, because if, if we talk about skull every other time, I was in, I was like, oh, come on. Like, if you're going to do the skull, good. that was insulting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, it was I think, fine. Like, I didn't have well, a The first time we see him sporting it, he's, like, on the roof, snipering ninjas for Daredevil. Like, how did he even know that was going on? Where did he show up? <laughs> because in in, uh, in Daredevil, he already had the skull, right? Did he have the skull logo on the on his armor? I think he did. I think when they show him at the end of the season finale of Daredevil, when he's fighting the ninjas with Elektra, and, Darede- and, and he's, like, getting overwhelmed, and all of a sudden their heads start getting blown up. <laughs> And you realize he's on the roof with a sniper rifle. I think he's wearing the skull. But he had gotten the the, the vest like an episode earlier when he went to okay. Clancy Brown's house. And he found that Clancy Brown. Oh, had, that's like, right. Secret. That was a Daredevil. God dang it. I was thinking that was in season one. I was, I was, getting, my, I was getting my shit mixed up. Yeah, that's Daredevil. Yeah. So he finds Clancy Brown's secret arsenal stash. And yeah. that's when he finds a bulletproof vest. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think the whole <laughs> the the problem with the C, the Netflix shows is they tried to dig too much into the past and we we don't need to see all that. Like we I mean I get it. Like the first season was like you were saying to find out who literally was responsible for for everything in the past, but I mean come on. Like let's, let's kind of move forward, especially in in, in Season two didn't really do anything to further him anymore, I don't think, other than getting him to the point where he wants to be the Punisher now. I think, like, they sh- like had they had a chance to, to grow into multiple seasons, like, I would have left Billy Russo aside for season two 
and maybe yeah. maybe bring I it back. Agree. You know, Daredevil. You know, they they ditched Kingpin for season two, and then they waited a whole season to bring him back. You know, we didn't need to all of a sudden readdress Billy Russo. We could set him aside for a while. Let's see his planet. That's cool. Let's focus on something new. And then, oh, next season, oh, Billy's back. Build up some mm-hmm. anticipation. But we literally had no break from the finale to the premiere. What's Billy up to? Yeah. Um, I don't know if they did that because they knew they were being canceled, which I don't think so. They didn't at the time. Not at the time, I don't think. But, so, I mean, so they were being impatient, they I like guess. That, but, yeah. And, and and without Billy, you could have left Agent Madani aside because she didn't really bring anything except the Billy plot. Mm-hmm. But because Billy's in the show, let's focus on Madani and her PTSD and what it's like at home for her and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. So she had scenes just on her own, which mm-hmm. which we didn't need except for the fact that Billy's in the show and so it, how she relates to him, not how she relates to Frank. So I got bored every time the, the story focused on her. So, uh, I think they crammed in too much in season two. Yeah, oh yeah, I agree. It was, they um, need to streamline a little bit better. Yeah. Um, had it not got canceled, I kind of wanted to... S- It'd be interesting to see if they what they would have done in, in a third season, now that he is embracing the whole Punisher aspect. I would like to have seen him f- go up against um, Kingpin. Maybe... I know they they touched on that on the in Daredevil with the whole prison scene, the when he's in prison with them. But that would have been cool to return back to that. Um, but at the end of Daredevil season three, he's like in prison for life, right? That's true too. Yeah, like they wrapped up Daredevil. They wrapped up Kingpin and Daredevil. That's true. Dang it. <laughs> but you know, it's so shit could have happened. <laughs> have him work a case or something where like. Jessica Jones, or mix him in with someone else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you're gonna be all connected, if you can bring in Karen Page, <laughs> show maybe he sh- maybe in. he shoots up a warehouse full of bad guys, and he just he just mows it down, and then this one black guy walks out, totally without a scratch on him, <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, so, I never shot a black guy who didn't die. Well, I mean, well, it has nothing to do with the fact that he's black, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that got misinterpreted weird. I never shot a, a, a bad guy, not a black guy. And so here's another thing about these about these two seasons. It's to me, it felt like they made Frank almost immortal with the amount of damage he can take. Like he gets sh- shot up a lot. Like he takes on a lot of damage. In these two seasons, like to the point where I'm sorry, did you say immortal? Pretty much, yeah. That's oh, I think okay. No, I'm sorry. I thought you said immoral. Oh no. Oh god, no. Um, no, immortal. Yeah. But because uh, do you agree? Like he he takes on like to the point where it's almost like how do you survive that shit? You know. It seems like every day John Berthold shows up early to the set because they have to apply <laughs> bruises and cuts and vanity because he spends the whole season like half healing from a fight he had <laughs> he's like more so than jigsaw beat up the whole yeah yeah he just always has like a bruise under his eye or at least something he never just looks fine <laughs> never um so that was that's that's one of my things i just don't care too much for in these in these two seasons was like he just gets shot up a lot to the point where it's like man you gotta be dead. <laughs> like, oh. When you said he's immoral, I was like, 
uh, is Frank Castle immoral? Not just in this, but just in general. Do you depends who you if, ask? Okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. If you read in the paper tomorrow that somebody was going around the city gunning down drug dealers and rapists and murderers and all that kind of stuff, just shooting them dead, would you applaud this person or would you advocate? You know, we got to get this guy. See, now that comes into question your own morals, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's, well, that's why I asked, is Frankie moral? So I pose it to you directly. Basically, would you advocate what he does? I wouldn't. I would. Do what? You just say you wouldn't? You, you <laughs> would think he's a... Think said, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. that's fine. You think... Okay, you'd agree with him then. I would agree with it. Okay, that's what I was saying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to oh, it. Oh, I thought you. Oh, yeah. you, you were going to say I wouldn't mind. Or I, I thought I just heard you say I wouldn't. When I oh, said I yeah. Would. No, no. <laughs> we both said it at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking. I, it, I'm. You know anything? Those people at the end of Boondock Saints when they're interviewing people on the street and they're all like, "Yeah, kill him. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man. If, if if you if somebody's dealing drugs and and hurting the society and. And somebody show. I'm not saying I would ever get a gun and kill them. Right. No. But if someone else wants to do it, <laughs> like who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna say no to that? Like who's gonna? Oppose? I, I'm not gonna raise a big stink about it. Mm-hmm. I'm You're not, not hurting. Me. I would ever Shit. get a gun and kill them, but uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe we could use someone like the Punisher. You know, yeah. I don't think he's a totally like I said. He's not immoral. You know, he's. He's an anti-hero. Yeah, uh, you know he 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 kills, but he only kills bad guys. He you know it's like he's like Omar Little. You know, man's got to have a code. He never put his gun against anybody who wasn't in the game. I wouldn't say he's a superhero. I wouldn't even call him a hero, but he's definitely an anti-hero. And that goes back to what we were talking about originally when uh, when we brought up Civil War and him meeting Captain America, and that kind of shows you the. <laughs> They both have their morals. The flip, but, yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, there but for the grace of God. You know, I'm sure when when Captain America looks at Frank Castle, he thinks that you know, there but for the grace of God goes out. That could have been me had had things went differently with mm-hmm. me in my life. Yeah, or maybe not. You know what? Maybe not. Maybe Cap, Captain America's so perfect. Maybe he's a bad example because nothing could ever <laughs> sway Captain America. I want to punch him in his perfect teeth. <laughs> I get that reference. But uh, <laughs> hey, that's Captain America line. <laughs> uh, hey, it's smile time. But uh, yeah, Punisher. Growing up, he he was interesting, but uh, I didn't want to read a a comic book with him. But when you brought him to the big screen, and you translated what he did into a format that that was an action movie, I could appreciate. That's when I started digging it. When I saw him in the in the eighty nine movie, and after that, then I I started to uh, oh, what's he doing in this book? Because I, I, now I saw him flesh mm-hmm. and blood. He became a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and he was always fun when he popped up in other books too. Yeah, I'll still maintain that he's a good like fringe character. Like he's he's a good supporting character to pop up. Like it, it, as far as the movies go, I wouldn't even be upset if we never got another Punisher movie but we would see Punisher in other movies in, in the MCU or whatever the case may be but um, you know does that make sense like kind of like we don't have a Hulk movie but Hulk shows up everywhere you know yeah I wouldn't mind that uh, but could you do I it I think at this point could you do it in Disney the, though 
Well, maybe. Maybe now that they've acquired Fox, maybe they're going to sort of start to set up a... Well, no, they because own Deadpool now. MCU is PG-13. Yeah, but they own Deadpool. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Right. Maybe they can work him into a Deadpool movie. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be good. I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> yeah, because then you then he can kill people properly. Yeah, everybody's so focused on bringing in Hugh Jackman to Deadpool. Fuck that. Bring in, <laughs> yeah. bring in Punisher into a Daredevil movie. Yeah. That, that would that that's that's your in. Yeah. Work, work him in through a Deadpool movie so you can get. Yeah. And then once you've established him, then you can work him into like a a little the way they did him in the Civil War book. Just have him show up, do some sleuthy shit. Kill some guys, get his ass kicked, bam. Yeah, he's in the movie for twenty. Yeah, minutes. yeah, and you can and you can do that too. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, that's that's a good idea because uh, you could do that. It's it doesn't have to be R rated Punisher. Like we were talking about the 2004 Punisher. Aside from you know maybe a few cuss words and some boobs, it didn't need to be rated R. You know, it could have been PG thirteen. Easily, you're, mm-hmm. you're yeah, easily. Um, so you could do the same thing. You could have the same tone in a in an MCU movie. So. Yeah, um, where would you, what would you add in to the rankings? Where would you rank John Bernthal? Or let me let me back up for a second. How do you, what do you think about Bern, John Bernthal as Punisher? What are your thoughts on that? I think he's a good actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoy the action sequences. His fight scenes are really cool and and they're really well done. Um, I think. <sighs> I don't need to spend this much time with Punisher, you know, talking about his family and talking about what it's why he does what he does and this, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't need <laughs> I just want to see him kill people. That's the thing. Punisher is such a basic <laughs> character. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to see Batman talk Batman never talks about his parents mm-hmm. dying. It's just it's understood. Yeah. We don't. We don't need to see him sit there and and be you know when my when I wake up in the morning I think of my parents. We don't need that. We we never get that in the movies. He never talks about his parents or why and, he does what but, he does. But, yeah, but these shows, you know, when he's hanging with uh, his one legged friend or mm-hmm. when he's talking to other people, he talks about his wife. He talks the one night stand with the ch- he talks about his wife or he talks to Daredevil about his kids and he talks so much about why he does what he does and. I don't need that. It's not his fault. It's not John Bernthal's fault. I think John Bernthal's really, really good. It's just the writing. If you're going to spend two and a half seasons with a character, of course, some backstory dialogue is going to have to yeah. show up and eat up some time. <laughs> but story out of the way, what do you think of him as Punisher? Just straight up, like, the way he portrays him. Or is that is that it? Like, him, he's he talks too much. <laughs> Doesn't kill as much. Yeah. Uh, he does talk a little bit too much. <laughs> he does sort of spoon feed me his backstory too much, more than I need it. But um, I think he looks like Punisher. He looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly cut up and bruises and bandages on his face. <laughs> um, I think he's a good choice. I think he's a good Punisher. If if they ever do another iteration again, I would I would like for them to bring him back. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I was gonna say the same thing. Like he's, he's almost. It's, it's a pro and a con the fact that we had so many episodes of him as Punisher, because the pro is he gets more fleshed out. The, the con on that is he gets more fleshed out, and we have to listen to him <laughs> talk about it being fleshed out. But 
we've had we spent more time with him as Punisher than the other actors because the other actors got like two hours and you're done pretty much. Um, where him, we're now he's the, well, he's the most recent, so and he's more fresh, freshest in our minds about what Punisher. Um, it's like you said, reading the books, you like him better on the outskirts of the bigger stories, mm-hmm. not as the focus. Yeah, and it kind of works the same right. way as the show. He's the focus of it, and that's why you're a little like, eh. Yeah. I'd rather just see the action. Daredevil season two, he worked per- yeah, perfect. Exactly. He worked perfect in that. I thought. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I remember the casting news when it said John Berthold is punished. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. I can, I can, I can see that. <laughs> um, I liked. It, it was funny. Uh, his portrayal of Punisher in Daredevil season two was really good, and then we get to uh, Punisher season one, and it, it felt weird to me. Like it felt like. I was watching Shane from Walking Dead. Like, it was weird. Like, the same mannerisms, he did, uh, rubbing his head and things like that. I don't know. It was so... Was he doing that? Yeah. Right? He did it a couple times. Oh, like, I what? didn't notice that. Um, and, and plus, you know, John Berthold in general has a lot Rick. of... I mean, Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, Red. Get out of here, Rick. Um, but no, it was... He's got a lot of not just in this and in Walking Dead, but just in overall. If you see John Berthold in a lot of movies, he's he has the same mannerisms, same tics, everything that makes him who he is. Yeah, and it just. But on that, as far as Punisher goes, I dig him um, as Punisher, and like I agree with you. If they do bring him back in either the MCU or in another TV show on Hulu or whatever the case would be, then yeah, I would I would definitely I would vote for uh, Berthold to come back and play him again. I'll see more. Um, as long as we get past all the, it's done. Yeah, we get it. You're, yeah, you're Maria and and Frank Jr. and one flesh, two flesh, red flesh, one patch. I don't know what that shit he says is. <laughs> we get it. Okay, I forgot we about that. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> one fish, red fish, blue fish. You're dead. Was it fish or patch? I think it was patch. One. It was. Know. It was patch. One patch, two patch, red fish, yeah. blue fish. I don't know, but. We get it. You're a little turtle. I forgot all about that. Uh, oh Jesus! All right. Um, so yeah, where? How do we rank? Do we? Can we throw Burnthal in the rankings of the other uh, actors? It doesn't seem fair to compare him to Dolph, whereas Dolph got like you know an hour and change mm-hmm. to do Punisher, mm-hmm. and with no backstory, whereas Burnthal has gotten two and a half seasons and a shit ton of backstory. Yeah. Um. But just given, like when they're in action, doing their daily job, everything, I'm, I'm st- still saying Dolph. Punisher uh, John's a close second. He's above Tom Jane. He's he's above Ray Stevenson. Still, I'll give him number two. But again, sorry man, no. The line, <laughs> Dolph drew a Dolph drew a line in the sand, and nobody's crossed it. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, Is John your best Punisher? I was really decided. It was, it was a toss-up between him and Stevenson. Um, so, well, now I am drawing the line in the sand. Which one are you going to lean towards? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to say Bernthal, only because Bernthal's more rounded out as opposed to Stevenson just being more... He was he was so good as the Knights, the Marvel Knights version of Punisher. But if you take him out of that, then I don't know how he would he would be but it's being fully rounded like yeah we got all these aspects of John Berthold's Punisher like uh, you know like like banging chicks and taking her kid out for pancakes and shit like that that's what I'm saying like <laughs> this was so not Punisher <laughs> yeah that's true but I but I mean, then again we got, like, 
I go yeah. back to even including Daredevil season two, you know, and I think that's more if, truer if, to Punisher than Punisher. If we had this conversation at the end of Daredevil season two, this would be a different conversation. It would, yeah, it would. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they've given us so much more Punisher that I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but I don't care that he leaves his dog tags on when he has a one night stand to the point that there's a sheen of him like grabbing them and and pulling them over his shoulder. Just take them off. Why are you wearing them to begin with? Yeah. You know, you took your shirt off. Take your dog tags off, too, because, you know, the girl's going to with your wedding ring hanging around it. You just took a girl home and you're going to bang her the whole time wearing your wedding ring around your neck. So it's bopping her in the head while you're banging her and plowing her. <laughs> and you're like, uh, uh, and she's like, dang, dang, your wedding ring is getting in my eye. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Uh, it's like he was begging. He was subconsciously begging her. Ask me about the ring. Ask me about the ring so I could talk about my wife. <laughs> I haven't talked about my wife to anybody in like weeks. Please, he did that on purpose. You know what? I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right on that. Uh, oh man. So, so yeah, I think we, we, we got that we aspect we, of the Punisher. Yeah, we like we like Burnthal as Punisher. Um, I just want to we just want to see new material like better material than what he was given and just don't worry about what got him to the where he's at just start killing motherfuckers mm-hmm. right there you go <laughs> so that's what it all comes down to when it comes to punishers just, just kill motherfuckers and I think episode. and I think that's what it comes down to when we wrap up this episode I think this yeah. is gonna tie it all up so uh, you know who just killed motherfuckers and nothing else Dolph Lundgren yeah. Okay, now we came to the end of the episode. <laughs> there you I go. just wanted the and last Dolph word, Lundgren. and I wanted it to be Dolph Lundgren. Because <laughs> <laughs> Dolph Lundgren has the power to kill motherfuckers. There you go. I can't. You know what? I'm not going to argue with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> on that note, um, thank you for tuning in this episode. Xavier, it's been a blast. Yeah, it was fun. And for listeners out there, always uh, check us out on iTunes. Uh, do a search for Pop Culture Rewind. Follow us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash popculturerewind. And if you are giving us, you know, if you're on iTunes, give us a review, write and review, tell us how we're doing. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you have any suggestions for ideas, let us know. Um, until then, always remember to pop your culture. Later.
very end i was almost because we you said i have the power and everything i was almost going to mention uh they just i was going to send you pictures of these actually uh the in the toy the new new york toy fair or whatever they announced like uh brand new uh movie toys for the masters universe movie and they got skeletor and the gold skeletor <laughs> and uh the the, the master universe yeah. movie 80 set the oh they're making yeah. toys of that yeah. Oh. They showed the the, the Dolph Lundgren He Man and the Skeletor and the Gold Skeletor, and um, does Lubick get a toy? I didn't see one. Doesn't mean they're not going to make one though. Just <laughs> um, Julie Lubick. This is for real. All right. So when you pulled the string, you pulled the, the string on the Kevin toy. This is for real. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, Julie. Yeah, it's got to have the Julie. <laughs> oh God. Okay. That's funny. They were showing that on regular television like a week ago, and I just I stopped and watched it, even though I like. Yeah. I'm flipping channels. I'm gonna not stop. Right. Plus, it was at the end, and he's talking to the sorceress. He's like, "Where's your strength?" Oh, that's all the good stuff, man. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh my god, it's only like ten minutes till we get the speech. I'm gonna wait." But yeah, I love that scene where he's changing and the and the the lights are mm-hmm. flashing and Karg is mm-hmm. like doing this and Evelyn's just like yeah. staring at him. Yeah, mm. those eyes are freak. I rented uh, Leviathan, um, and I watched it like a couple days ago, and then I finished it today. Remember Which... Leviathan? We talked about it in um, Clone Wars episode. It's a it's a deep sea movie. Oh compared yeah, to the no, Abyss and no, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, Peter Weller, Ernie Hudson. It was like a, it had like it was like a, really it was it wasn't even a B movie, but it's remembered as a B movie because it didn't make any money. But uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it was sort of like a deep sea movie. Daniel Stern is in it and everything, and, and somebody gets mutated into like a fish monster, and then the, he like another body, and they absorb it. We compare, it was like the thing meets Alien meets all these other better movies, but I don't know. Uh, check out Leviathan if you can. Okay, you know you just mentioned and make Foster. You just in mentioned uh, uh, Peter Weller. He just returned as RoboCop. There, a no. voice, like he's. Uh, he, there's some KFC commercials, <laughs> and he's he's the new Colonel Sanders as RoboCop. <laughs> okay, something no, I'm just. <laughs> This is because that makes Xavier, no sense. This is for real. <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's it's Colonel what, Sanders. Let's see. What does RoboCop have to do with KFC? There's something you're. This is. There's something you're not telling me. It's not as simple as RoboCop is Colonel Sanders. Uh, let me see if the video's already out for you. Uh, and why do you need a new Colonel Sanders? You already got Reba. Yeah, if you go on YouTube and just search, I'm watching type in it. KFC, and it's already like. There. I'm watching it. It's like an Asian family. They're at the dinner table. 
that's a thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's RoboCop as Colonel Sanders. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> See, okay. I just watched like it's like a I watched like three of them in a row. It's like a feature. Um on the surface, it's got everything I love. It's got RoboCop. It's got KFC. <laughs> it's got Colonel Sanders. Like I love all these things individually. Yeah. That doesn't mean <laughs> when you throw them all together, it makes something awesome. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> to do this. Money. It's all about the money. But he's... But he's... I guess he could use the money. I mean, when was the last time we saw him or anything? But but no, he does... He's a he's a professor. He's a director now, too. I think he does he directing just now, too. Yeah, he's he's in a jazz band hmm. with um he he's in a jazz band with this someone else this other guy uh, what's his name oh uh, Jeff Goldblum ah they fucking play jazz together they yeah so I mean he's he's so cool why does he need to <laughs> well maybe he's getting to that stage of his career he just like doesn't give any fucks anymore it's like hey, whatever y'all I guess so I don't know I should love it <laughs> it's 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 Robocop yeah. It's Peter right. Weber, yeah, that's the big thing, yeah. <laughs> and it, and the thing that's important about that is we've gotten so many non-Peter Weller Robocops over the mm. years, not just in Part 3, and then they had, like, I don't know how many TV movies, and then they had a TV show. The Prime Directors. There's even a cartoon, mm. then they got a remake, and then they... <sighs> It'd be like <laughs> Michael Keaton being in a Batman for Burger King, you know. Yeah, don't give me this in commercial. Give me the real. Give me the a movie. Give me something. Yeah, like yeah. would you be psyched to see Michael Keaton wearing a Batman cowl, trying to sell Whoppers? Yeah, it'd be fun. Like it'd be, huh. but I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. Like, I would. I would want that to be the return. Like, okay, this is a tease. You're gonna get me a movie. If I'm gonna get a movie, then then sh- yeah, then shut up. I don't want to see this. Like maybe like Robocop's face. He's he's a cyborg. Maybe the face ages, <laughs> so he can have some wrinkles. I'll buy that. It's 2019. It's 2019. They can erase those wrinkles, my friend. They have de-aging technology. Don't even do it. You know he's gonna be wearing the fucking <laughs> helmet for like 90 percent of the movie yeah. anyway. He'll take it off in the last five minutes, and then you can do the yeah. fucking Kurt Russell, Robert Downey Jr. shit. <laughs> Take away the wrinkles. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 